What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Missed Reps Podcast. My name is Kanal. I'm joined by co-host Adam. How you doing, Adam? It's your boy Adam. How you doing, man? Oh, you look. You sound like you're feeling good. Is because Seahawks came off a good week, ain't it? That was a, uh, a high octane offense or a high octane offense game, but also I like to call it the tale of two rebuilding teams. Oh yeah, that sounds. You call it high octane offense. I call it zero octane defense. But you know, that's the that's the glass half full versus glass half empty, ain't it? I mean, hey, hey, like, like, I mean, we've seen like in the news feeds that like um, we have a creative offense. We're trying to like just throw stuff out there. Which I mean, hey, we're running the ball very heavily. We're throwing the ball effectively. I mean, that's what we always wanted, right? Oh, for sure. But you know, how it's been a week. How have you been? Oh man, another week. Um, everything's good. Family's good. Life is good. I can't complain. I've actually been kind of waiting to uh, do another recording. Been having fun with this process. Yeah, it sounds. I mean, I I think we're getting better at it. I don't know. But maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm tooting my own horn, but I feel like we're getting a little bit more comfortable, and that's always good. Look, man, we have like I think as of recording, twenty three downloads, or t- I guess twenty maybe more plays, but I, I'm at least tracking twenty three downloads. So that's better than when we started with zero. Oh yeah, <laughs> that that is factually correct. <laughs> man, oh, I just man. I just got off from uh, I came from the golf course just a little while ago, right after work, and went and go played around with my dad. I was about ten feet away from getting an albatross, which, if you don't know, is harder to get than a hole in one. How and, hard is it? Well, like a hole in one, if you if a hole in one is like one percent odds, then like a albatross is like you know half a percent shot at odds. It's like that much bit harder. I was like Ooh. five. I was like ten feet away, and I hit the ball in from like two hundred yards out. And I was about it from uh, from my perspective after I hit that shot. It's, the reason why it's so hard is because you got to hit two good shots in a row. Ooh, and, okay. And so like I hit the, I hit my second shot, and then like I see the ball going up towards the flag, and then I just see it disappear all of a sudden. And in my head, I'm like, oh god, it went in the hole. And so I was ready to take my shirt off and just run, you know, full speed down the course. Don't I was going to leave my dad behind. <laughs> oh man, you and streaking, man, you have a problem. I think I mean, you may have a potential problem. Who knows? I, I think it's a cry for help. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's um, I mean, it's really good. I think like on my end, you know, just got done eating a a most delicious salad, and I mean, like it's just nutritious. You know, add some chicken. <laughs> uh, the fa- the fiance cooked up on the side, and you just mixed it all up in there. So I had a had a good I had a good dinner. You know, and um. I think in other news, I started my own personal YouTube channel, Uncle Burnsy. So, um, oh hell yeah, yeah, that's it. we got about two videos up right now. Um, past streams of Return of the Oprah Den um, for any gamers out there. But um, regardless of that, it's been it's been nice um, yeah, just being yeah. getting we'll into link, the creative process. We'll so. link Adam's uh, YouTube channel in the description. You go catch his content over there. You can finally see what the man looks like. Oh, not not yet, not yet. No no oh, camera as of yet. Oh, no camera well. as of yet, but that is the that's the future. But um I mean hey, just come on in and support and you're gonna get some more content soon. I'm all right, man. I already said it. You can't back out now. No, okay, we can't no, be no, liars. No. We're only in episode, was it three or four? I think we're in oh, three. Man. Feels like yeah. it's been forever. Right? But it's only yeah, this is the third episode, man. So like oh, yeah. we're gonna get some more downloads, we're gonna get some more people finding us. Um, we're getting out there in the socials um, heavy, you know, we're trying to, uh, you know, tap into like every news feed possible. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, uh, yeah, we started playing with the socials. I got, uh, I think uh, we were working on the Twitter. I logged in. I was just thinking, I'm just going to retweet everything Mina Kime says, because she's like the, the hardest core Seahawks, like Seattle sports fan. I'm just like, 
All right, she she's the vibe. Let's we'll we'll, we'll try to, we'll try to bandwagon with her. Right. There's nothing nothing else. Right. Seahawks to Super Bowl this year. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. Like she, uh, I think she tweeted out something like, "Hey, if if you're out doing a gender reveal on a football field and a player tackles you, that player is now that child's father." <laughs> oh my I don't make gosh. Oh, so that okay. So I did see that. Okay, I definitely saw her tweet then because um, uh, yeah. we could de- we're definitely going to talk about that show later oh, on for in this sure. episode. Yeah, let's get right into it. So the Seahawks, a tale of two real rebuilding teams. Tell me more. I mean, hey, you got the Lions straight off of Hard Knocks. You got Seahawks who lost their QB and they're trying to find like their identity in terms of offense and defense. Um, defense is still outstanding, but uh, let's just say that the game, like you know, the overall point of it was like you know by third quarter we were we were up what thirty one to fifteen, but then fourth quarter the score is forty eight to forty five at the end. Yeah, something <laughs> nuts like that, ain't it? <laughs> I yeah, mean, and I mean, well, you know, there's there, there's so many holes that you can like try to like pick with that, right? Like, talk to me about any p- specific points. Like, well, before we go into like any holes, we need to talk about like the rookies on defense. They are showing out, aren't they? Talk um, yeah, like uh, Tariq Woolen. I mean, he and Kobe Bryant both are are corners, and man, like, what to say about them? They both, I believe, they both, yeah, they both had turnovers. Did I forget Kobe Bryant had a? Did he have a touchdown? I know uh, Tariq Woolen had a pick six, but yeah, I don't think Kobe Bryant had a touchdown. But, either way, he um, got a turnover. He got I a mean, turnover. I'm, that's like stuff that we haven't really seen in a long time with our corners, like you know, being that dominant, but dominant with the asterisk, mind you, because there's still mistakes being like happening on the field in terms of like you know the back end with the DBs. But I mean, that's just because that's what's going to happen when you have a um, like in the, especially the first half of the season. Mm-hmm. you got rookies out there you got trying to like get into the system so of course you're gonna you know miss like uh, busted coverages you know uh, i mean it is what it is like it's kind of the thing where it's like i just want to see where this team goes the defense we're still we're still getting there but i mean you had some thoughts on it right yeah i mean the defense well i wanted to start off you know i think you know there were two big plays that lions had right one was Jamal Williams' uh, 51-yard run. The mm-hmm. other one was TJ Hawkinson's, I think, 81 or 83-yard. like 80. I think it was 81, and oh my gosh. I remember catching that one, and I was just, I was sick to my stomach with that I, one. Like, Barton, I, like, I want to, like, so I don't want to point out one, a single person because defense is a team sport. You know, you got to gang tackle. Everybody's got to, you know, have each other's back. But I think Cody Barton was to blame for both of those, and that, that one sucks. He's been on the team for a long time. He's been like a special teams ace for a long time. He's like a very likable player, but man, those those two stung. What do you think? I mean, I can't. At the same time, I I know some people are or like. I guess if anything, like uh, Seahawk media is already kind of calling like you know Cody Barton is a liability. He just looks like you know the white missile that we always wanted. Like, hey, just you know where if you see if you go see the ball, just run straight at it, kind of thing. Like you know just throw your whole body in that tackle kind of mm-hmm. linebacker. But at the same time, Cody Barton never got many plays. Like, I feel like, yeah, this is the season. This is the first season where he's gotten this many snaps, you know, this many starts. If I, you know, recall correctly, I don't have like the, yeah, the he's always right been, beside me. He's always been a backup player. And that's why he's, uh, he's been like a special teamser for such a long time. Cause we've had such a strong linebacking core when you have yeah. like Bobby Wagner, or KJ, Wright. Yeah, but, but like you know, in terms of special teams, like he, he probably has like the best in terms of like, um, in terms of like being on special teams, 
he could be like the master at it, but like in terms of the experience you're trying to get from the defense perspective, he hasn't he doesn't have that much. Yeah, and that's that's a tough bit. Oh, speaking of KJ, KJ had mm-hmm. a take, and it, he said he we're trying to run a three four defense with four three personnel. You know, our defensive line consists of defensive tackles only. Yeah, you know, that's... you gotta have you gotta have those linemen that can uh, you mm-hmm. know, swallow up. You gotta you gotta have those defensive linemen that can swallow up defensive or offensive linemen, right? You know, mm-hmm. take on double teams and that kind of thing to make that successful. Yeah. What, you th- what are your thoughts on that? Um, it's as true. a formal lineman, you know, you've seen people <laughs> on the other side of the ball. I mean, I won't say I'm an expert of like you know the NFL trenches or anything like that. There's like you know, I think there's some good podcast out there for that. But in my opinion, um, we have it is true. You're trying to run a three four with four three. You literally just came off of a four three defense last season. You got some 3-4 personnel in terms of the edges, um, the linebacking corps, but in terms of the actual down line, unfortunately, they're mostly like the 4-3, like the like the 4-3 D tackles and or, well, I mean, who is it? Like, Monet is kind of like a good nose tackle, among others, and Al Woods, right? But that's the thing. Like, sometimes we put them all four on the line, and they're just like run-stopper D tackles. Mm-hmm. But not like your pass rushing D, uh, D tackles, if you will. Yeah. So that's going to be a focus going forward is now trying to find someone to put on the D line besides the edges that we can, you know, bring down in a certain formation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is a trend that's been continuing all season. Tackling seems to be an issue. And man, when, when is tackling not an issue, man? Tackling, we used to be so good at tackling. We had the textbook tacklers on, even our third stringers were textbook tacklers. You know, we'll get there. You know, that's something is that, you know, I think I, I got trust in the coaching staff to get to get going. I mean, but, it, man, it, it sucks watching that, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the tackling can be a lot better. Um, but at the same time, I'm, I was watching like a, like the highlights and the condensed replays of the game. And most of the time we just can't get that pressure. Like we can't get that pressure on the QB like we want to. I You can you can see more sacks and all that stuff. But it, at the same time, it's like it's not something's missing. Like, you know, we're missing something. Cause like, I mean, we, again, we were up 31 to 15 by the third quarter, but then like the definitely some type of adjustment happened, you know, obviously like the, you know, the halftime adjustment, but then otherwise they all of a sudden came back. Defense is getting gassed. Um, apparently we can't cover tight end still. Cause Hawkins had a career day for the or a career day as well as a franchise uh, record day for the Lions in terms of, uh, I think it was like yards in a game. He had like 180-something yards, I believe. Yeah, he had 180, and that just makes you sick to your stomach because that's pretty much, when you're when you're playing when you're playing a team that doesn't have like their best receiver, you pretty much know, all right, double team the next best guy up, you know, because uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, Sun God wasn't out there. And so, you know, like the, they're going to try to feed Hawkinson, like, it's you don't need to be a you don't need to be a uh, NFL analyst or you know a, a defensive analyst to know that um, right. not being able to take that away. I mean, if they did try to take take away Hawkinson and he still played out like that, I you know more credit to Hawkinson. You know that's a beast right there in the making, or you know he's already in the in being made. But it, I think it was a little bit of a mix, man. Like I think they were just like they were trying to play like you know there were a bunch of uh, Legion of Boomers out there, and you know with. With that, you know they got to they got to grow into it. But we were talking a little bit about the the rookie performances. You know they were they were they were the um, the gem the gems on some of the defensive plays. But on the offensive side of the ball, 
we got two studs at offensive tackle. I mean, Geno Smith didn't get hit once. I think he only got pressured like three times. Yeah, like, I don't. He got. Did he get sacked at all in that game? Zero or sacks no? in that game. Zero sacks. And I think that's like the first time in a very long time that a Seahawks quarterback hasn't gotten sacked. Oh, I mean, if anything, I think the last time I think we. Well, yeah, yeah. Especially like the last time we faced him, I think even Russ got sacked by the Lions and stuff in that game. Although we beat them fifty-one to twenty-nine in that particular game. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this one, like the Lions, they're coming back, you know, uh, they have a lot of potential. I mean, so do we, but like, I don't know. It, there's a lot to be said where you win a game 48, 45 against the Lions. And in this case, oh, not even just the Lions, the rebuilding team Lions uh, without their major starters. Cause also don't forget DeAndre Swift wasn't uh, starting. That's why you had the Jamal Williams show yesterday. Yeah, Jamal, we love us our Jamal Williams show, except when they're playing the Seahawks, because he was balling out too. Because I think he had one fifty-one yard run, and then I think he he was basically running through an open door. It felt like for most of that game last night. Oh man, it was. I love Jamal Williams, and I think we just made him look like a star. Especially like we made him look like a star. Um, but hey, at the very least, Rashad Penny, you know, one hundred fifty-one, two tutties. I mean, come on, man, you can't. You got to be big you gotta be happy about that one. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I love it when when Penny gets fed because he's such a like a hype player too. Like you know, he when he hits a little bit of open space and he just takes off, you're like, damn, where did that come from? Like you don't expect it coming out of him. I mean, I mean, it's really good. I'm glad that Penny is having. I mean, Penny needs to honestly, Penny needs to have a season because it's up in the air of where we're going. You know, well, not fully up in the air, but like you know, in terms of like the future of what our running back core is going to look like, right? Yeah, cause, um, well, Kenneth Walker is starting to get a few touches in there, too, and that's always nice, right? Yeah, he had about eight carries for 29 yards. I'm looking at the stats here, of course. But, like, yeah, he had eight for 29, but it's like – and we even got Dwayne Eskridge on a run, too. So, like, at least we're getting more, you know, Eskridge in there. We're getting some um, K-Dub three in there. Um, Geno Smith had a touch, rushing touchdown, too. Mm, we need to talk about Geno Smith. You ready to talk Geno Smith? All right. Hit me. Let's go. All right, Geno Smith. Did we – have we been holding ourselves back? Like, Geno Smith, I don't think anybody expected him to start off this well. I think he's been statistically the best quarterback through four weeks in terms of QBR, completion percentage. I think yards he's, I think, close to being up there, especially after this week. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think that, like, Seahawks pulled one over on everyone by trading away Russ? Like, what happened there? Um... Well, yeah, one, like we, you know, so like speaking of like, is he the best quarterback and stuff? We do lead the entire NFL by, you know, uh, uh, passing completion of 77% of his passes, right? So, you know, is Gino, like you said, is Gino the truth? Was he like always hidden? Were we cooking something up while Russ was cooking somewhat, you know, on the field? Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, it's it's one of those things where like he's experienced, um he knows the system he knows the system well so in terms of like what was there before with russ and especially when he had to go out and play you know when russ got injured he's good but at the end of the day he is i you know he's not i don't personally i don't think he's going to be like the future for uh the seahawks going forward he is 32 i think or he is going to turn 32 um by the end of the season and you have to just see him as that bridge mentor player so basically I think, you know, the Seahawks during draft, they have the capital. They should go pick up a QB, but let the QB, you know, sit as a backup for one to two years. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because uh, for those that don't know, John Schneider was uh, at Green Bay Packers when they picked up Aaron, when they drafted uh, Aaron Rodgers behind Brett Favre, who was, I think, 35 at the time. So we have some of that experience, I guess, in terms of like the front office trying to do it. But Gino, I hope he can continue this success of how fun he's having going forward for this season. I don't know where this is going to end up. Like right now, in the like before the season started, I thought we were going to have like the what the six and ten. Uh, this is it eighteen games. It's eighteen games. Yeah, so seventeen you know, games. Seventeen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eighteen weeks, seventeen games. Ugh. There we go. But uh, you know, I thought we were going to have like a maybe an eight and nine season or go a little bit below like you know seven and ten, six and eleven. But like with how we're playing. We could be at. I think our 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 ceiling is like the dark horse playoff team, but we're not we're not built for a, a playoff run. Yeah, that's. I think the thing is, is that you know we wouldn't have expected this coming into the season. We thought you know we were just going to be like that middle tier team, you know, and you know we we just wanted to have fun watching. But I think I mean this is starting to get people's hopes up, man. Like it's like you're seeing an offensive form perform that well you kind of th- start thinking like, all right, maybe we can start getting it together and just like get into the playoffs, like sneaking as a wild card team at least. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, that's like, like I said, we're going to be that, I think at most we're that dark horse wild card team, but we're not built for the playoff. It's just, mm-hmm. I don't know if Gino, I don't know yet if Gino can take us all the way to Super Bowl and win. Yeah, that's the thing. You, and- you got it because now, because like right now we've been playing against um, bad defenses in these past four weeks and we have another set of three bad or not bad, but like, you know, you know, struggling defenses, you know, we got the mm-hmm. saints next week. And then after that we have, um, what was it? Yeah. The Cardinals and then chargers like chargers is almost, they're almost dead last with their current defense right now. But every, you know, every, every week, every game, it could be different. One day they can just be the best defenses ever. We, our offense might not work for other teams right uh, yeah. right because especially as you get later in the season i think that's why we're having such success is because no one knows what the seahawks are going to do week in week out but come i think the halfway point teams are going to start well even before the halfway point if you have the really good defensive coordinators or defensive mind head coaches they're going to start uh scheming up against us but then yeah, that's the question sure. of what do we do next I think, you know, I think where this has been an excellent opportunity for Shane Waldron to show off like what his offensive play calling is all about. And, you know, once you have that knowledge, you know, you can start making that decision. You know, what do you want your quarterback of the future situation to be? You brought up Gino is 32. Both, you know, Gino and Drew Locke, I think, aren't they both in the final year of their contracts? Both of them are. So it's, and the thing is, um, before, and then like a little tidbit on that, before the season started, Gino, I think in April, Gino um, did say that he he was considering going to other teams and he was like in the waiting period at the time, right? Of course, he's glad to be back, but if he has a really good season with what he's doing, like so far, if he can keep up what he's doing and being effective in the passing and then we can run the ball too, a lot more teams are going to call him up at the end of the season and then we're going to have to pay him more than what we're paying him now, which is a one-year, three-and-a-half million deal and it's not going to be a veteran, like the veteran one year either. It's mm-hmm. going to be like that two year and something. Yeah. I and, think. you know, that, that that's the kind of contracts you can start to expect. You know, I'm glad he's actually able to ball out while he's with us. So, you know, he has that power to, you know, he has that leverage whenever he's deciding his future. You know, if he wants to stick with us, if he wants to go to another team that, you know, he gets what he's due. One yeah. thing I will say, though, 
he does have us at two and two. And you know who else is at two and two? Three other teams in the NFC West. We are currently tied for first and last. What are your thoughts? I mean, shoot. It's it's whatever we're gonna like right now it's just open. I mean, granted it's only four weeks in, but we're you know, one fourth of the way with the season already being done ish of like, you know, of the season being done, but like it can go either way because the Rams didn't look too good. The 49ers just had a spark in their defense again. And the, like, you know, we all know, you know, the Shanahan like offense, right? Feed um, Debo. <laughs> feed Debo. Oh my gosh. I went up against him in fantasy and lost that way too, but I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, but you know, it go either way. Like the Cardinals can uh, right now. The Cardinals are mixy too. Cardinals are mixy. I think the Rams didn't have a good showing. 49ers had like the losing of their, you know, their fabled QB in a sense and Trey Lance. And now they have their best backup quarterback in the league, I would say. And Jimmy Garoppolo. So whoa, whoa, it can go whoa. anyway. We need to back that up. The best quarter backup quarterback in the league was one individual named Geno Smith, who is now having his opportunity to not to be that guy. He's not a backup this year. He is a starter. Uh, okay. So you the, have the, to say the artist <laughs> formerly known as a backup. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, if you said last year, he would have been like, I would have considered him like a, you know, maybe not the top, if not, you know, top five backup QBs. But like right now, yeah, like yeah. Uh, it's Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, Jimmy G. He's the best backup you can have for the 49ers because they did lose Trey Lance to a, you know, a bad injury. Right. So we're going to see what happens. I think it's. I think we will. I think at the halfway point, we're going to start to see someone like pulling away while someone trails away. You know, yeah, that's what and, I'm thinking. Yeah, like 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 we're saying, it, we're only four weeks into a very long eighteen week NFL season. I mean, time will tell. You know, maybe at the halfway point, we'll have a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a um, better idea. But some other things, though, like what do you think about that about uh, DK on the cart? Like, that at first, I remember. First of all. I did not know because I wasn't watching the game at the time at that particular moment. I just remember getting the tweet saying like, yeah, DK Metcalf is being carted to the locker room. I was like, oh, hell no. I was like, bro, is D because I remember like talking to you and like discord is DK injured? Like, oh, my gosh, injuries. Right. But then it turns out uh, DK came out with the tweet. Right. Just saying. Yeah, let's just say that if I had to walk off the field, I wouldn't have made it. And then it turns out that man had to go to the bathroom. Hey, yeah, I heard he was offered the cart. Okay. DK probably was like, DK's got a dookie. And somebody on the back is like, hey, you want to ride in the back of the cart? He said he that like, cart came in handy without that cart. The first thing I thought of, you know, well, when that news came out, man, it was basically like everybody was so quick to be the first person to send thoughts and prayers, man. Like so many people, they were like so eager to be the first ones. And then like within 30, like at 30 to 60 seconds, Fox said, oh, he had to go. He had to go to the bathroom. Right. Everybody was just like egg on their face on that. Just one. just cap that off as our season, man. Like we're having like it's like we're having fun. Like, you know, uh, Geno Smith is having a ball. DK had to go, you know, take a number two during a game. Like it, it just it, I don't know what else is going to come out in this season. But right now, like I'm just, you know, kind of happy with where we are in terms of the rebuilding stage. And, you know, if DK has to go take a number two again. Maybe we have a special card made just for him. Right. <laughs> Yeah, he, I think he deserves it. You know, one of the things I want to give DK a shout out, man has, I think, you know, he's continued to be the dominant force that he's been, that we know him to be, that we love him to be. But on the field, I'm seeing a lot more maturity. 
And I think that that goes a long way for where we are as a team and what this team needs. Besides you his know, mouthpiece, he, it's it's still the pacifier mouthpiece. He's which... still got the binky, but that's okay. <laughs> but he, he, he just that's that's a head game. Like you better get you better get rocked by a guy <laughs> wearing a pacifier mouthpiece. I, but, I think it works for him. You know, I think that's like his. Uh, that's his, his thing. That's his little thing. And then you know he dyes his hair. You know, on a week to week basis too. And um, you know he had a really good game, right? Seven for one hundred and forty nine yards, no touchdown, but. I mean, production like that still helps us out a lot, especially he okay. almost had a touchdown um, on one of his, I think it was his uh, longest receptions, and he like got down at the one, the one. two or three yard line or something like that. Oh my well, gosh, I was like, You can so tell a lot of fantasy owners were pissed about that. Oh man, of course. And then, you know, even Tyler Lockett, six receptions for 91 yards. Like he's actually, you know, picking up the pace, but uh, I think he lost a fumble too, which, because we're all used to just seeing like Tyler Lockett, you know, Catches be it. the be the pillow to uh, <laughs> Russell Wilson's like f- uh, football when it comes down and stuff, right? Like there was even that time when Gina was getting like hit because I saw this today, like in the in the highlight, Gina got like hit in the uh, the face, like in the red zone. He like did a he nice just touch it. pass, yeah, yeah, he hupped it, but it was like ah, just a little bit more oomph, and it would have been a Tyler Lockett touchdown, right? But yeah, I think we're getting comfortable. In the case for Gino, he's like week in, week out. I'm a, he already has a report like with Metcalf and all of them, but like I think whatever this new offense is, which we have to understand, this is a new, fresh offense that once that gels in and stuff, and we might we might even work like even more formations out. Boom, it's gonna be really good. And of course, we need to do the same for defense. Oh, for sure, yeah. That defense, like once the uh, once I think chemistry is the key word that's gonna be thrown around a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Once that chemistry is built, you know, you lose that, um, you lose that quarterback, you know, you got a different voice in the huddle, you know, you're going to have to adjust and that'll take some time. It seems like they've been doing it pretty well up to this point, but I mean, on that defensive side, they're going to have to do the same thing as well. So only time course. will tell. Well, um, you know, we also can't forget we are like the league of tight ends because two of our three tight ends got touchdowns. Yeah. Noah know. fan. And, uh, was well, it Parkinson? No, okay. Will Disley. But Car- like, they all got catches, getting, though. Parkinson's been getting his touch touches, too, man. We got, like, a solid core. You yeah. know, it's getting to that point. There were a lot of offenses back in the day where, um, you know, they'd, they'd run, like, pistol formations, that kind of thing. And, you know, mm-hmm. you just have, like, two tight ends on each side. And, you know, you got these guys out there that can block and catch. You know, I think that's what made Will Disley, Disley so uh, deadly when he came out of college, you know, even as a rookie. Oh, you know, yeah. he's on that rut. He, people are thinking, all right, he's that extra, those extra, those are extra linemen down there. But mm-hmm. then all of a sudden they just chip and then they run down the field and you're just, you know, you're just stuck there flat footed. What are you going to do? And I think we're taking advantage of abusing that, man. I mean, you remember that Will Disley had that one year where he was just like ripping defenses, like what, three or four weeks straight, then got injured. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he, he, first two seasons, he's had that problem. And, you know, he, you know, shout out, he's a Husky and, you know, um, you know, it's always been like what could we we were worried about Will Disley was going to be a story of what could have been, not what is going to be, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, start start of the season, you know, he's he's got his he's got his name up there. You know, people are like, Will Disley is a name you could count on. Yeah, and I mean, Noah Fant even is getting like you know a piece of the action too, although he had one reception for two yards and a touchdown. You know, but <laughs> I the Mike Noah Evans Fant, special. <laughs> yeah, no, but Noah Fant like is really a special tight end for the Seahawks. Like he has a good size. It's like basically like, if we went ran packages with Will Disley and Noah Fant on the field, 
you have two solid tight ends to throw it to. And then, of course, if you ever want to run a three tight end package, Colby Parkinson ain't going to let you down either, as you can see. Mm-hmm. And you know, so, once I think I think the thing is is that we're building up a good offensive formula, right? Where you can run things like an option plays, and people are not just going to be like, "Oh, he's just going to hang on to it," kind of thing. Or, you know, yeah. you can do a little. You can you could add deception to your play calling, and I think that's where where things are going to take off. Um, you know, that game ended up being a lot closer than we thought. One of the reasons you can say was you know they're kicking woes on the Lions. Heard that they uh, they waved their kicker. Yep, yep. Uh, I think he, I believe he missed um, two extra point kicks. So, and you can't really have that in the NFL if you're missing like like those type of kicks. Yeah, where's the next person? <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it's a you know it's a doggy dog league, right? So you know everybody's got that thing that's holding them back. You know, ours could be like you know injuries on you know both sides of the ball kind of thing. I mean, there is just happened to be a similar situation, but you know, you take you take it a week at a time, whatever whatever hand you're dealt, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the but like the last thing would be, I guess, like you know, next week's game with New Orleans. You know, what do you think? You know, New Orleans. You know, I, that's that's a that's a that's a conundrum in in itself. Like, what are they? Are they a rebuilding team? Are they a team that's still trying to make a push? Are they a team that's just trying to middle? Because um, you know, they got a situation right with Sean. You know, with Having to succeed Sean Payton, who is, uh, from all accounts, I think, a beloved coach. How would yeah. you, what would you define New Orleans as? So I have, like, in my head, I have, like, the categories of you're either one of, I think, um, three, like, you're, your team is in, like, one of the three things. It's either you are rebuilding, that's, like, you're starting, like, from, I wouldn't say starting from scratch, but you're rebuilding, you're going to have some bad seasons here and there, of course, to get those high picks, you had then have reloading where, or excuse me, then I would just say you have like the windows open, kind of the windows open. Um, or I would just maybe say open window where your team can go to the Super Bowl. So examples of that would be technically the Bills, the Ravens, and even now the Dolphins, right? So well, we'll see about the Ravens. But so the final one would be reloading, which is what the Seahawks have been for like the past, what, like Ever since they won the Super Bowl? Yeah, ever (laughs) since they won a Super Bowl. I mean, that's what you would do like after a Super Bowl season is like, okay, let's reload. But that reloading is kind of like you lost some pieces, but then you're trying to like fill those pieces in and make another run, whether it's the next year after or like, you know, however many years after, right? You can only reload so long until you have to let go of like whatever's holding you down in salary cap, which was Russell Wilson in our case. Mm -hmm. So New Orleans, they're reloading. But it, you know that it's like you're on the latter half of reloading. It's like you are about to go into rebuild. And I know they have a lot of cap hits coming up. Um, I think they still have some cap hits, but uh, especially when they don't have, really have their quarterback of the future yet, in my opinion. But uh, the defense is still, to me, even though they say it's a struggling defense, I think it's a solid one, especially when they were going against Tom Brady and holding him down to like three points for a, a period of time. Their offense mm-hmm. just couldn't keep up, you know, eventually. Or their offense was just middling or below average i mean they got they got leaders on that defense too oh is Jameis out because i remember i I saw he got injured yeah he got injured i think he's out again i think i I will definitely have to check on my end if he's going to be in for this game but whether it's him or whoever they put in it's like that's like their issue right now is like they need an offense more so than like having a solid defense which they still have some pieces on on that defense 
and yeah, they I mean, they've, they've been dealing with issues on the uh, receiving side of the ball as well, too, because I, I know that Michael Thomas has been getting it, has had his run of injuries this season, too. And uh, um, Jarvis Landry has also been uh, dealing with some uh, some nagging issues. And so, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. You know, Alvin Kamara, you know, he's playing us. So expect him to go off. You know, it might end up being another shootout. You know, that's OK you? with me, you know. As long as a shootout, we win. But you know, beyond them, you know, on the, well, on the defensive side of the ball, you know, New Orleans still has. I think they still have Malcolm Jenkins at safety, right? They still have. I think so. Yes. I think they still have Marshawn Lattimore. I think he's been. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's de- they de- he's definitely still there. Uh, is Cameron Jordan? Yes. Jordan? Yeah, he's okay, still I think there. He, yeah, so it's you know they still got leaders. They still got that kind of core. You know, yeah. if those guys were to go, then, you know, then you would start saying, okay, maybe they're starting to rebuild and not reload. But, you know, they still got those pieces on defense. And, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how they string them, string them together. I think, like, within the next year or so, they're definitely going to be in a rebuilding stage, right? However long they take the rebuild is another story. But, because um, I think, yeah, they I believe they have a new head coach and all that. So, you know, like, they have, I think it's a first-year head coach, is he? Or... Um, yeah, so Sean Payton, you know, stepped stepped away, and I think it was an internal hire that they promoted. Yes, I think that was a story. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, but he is a first. Well, I can't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think he. I don't. Man. I don't think he's ever had a, like head coaching experience. I could be wrong, but oh no, that's the, fine. I just don't want to like you know disrespect the man like his name, Dennis Allen. So he's definitely a um, you know, first time uh, head coach. Been with the Saints for a long time, and that will. Been with the Saints for a good a good chunk of time. I think before he was with, actually, no, I lied. This is not his first go at. This is not his first go as a head coach. He was the head coach of the Oakland Raiders from 2012 to 2014. You're kidding? I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's see, see. That's what I have. To, I got it. Look, I gotta go find. Let me. You know, I will put my pride on the line. I will search it up on the fly because I do not want to like be very wrong. I know I've probably been wrong in the past uh, couple of episodes, but you know. Nah, man, we're just two dudes talking. Everybody is <laughs> everybody is well aware of that. We're just hanging out and you know, people letting people listen to our conversation. But yeah, this can be a game that, uh, with New Orleans Saints. Uh, this can be a game we can lose. It can be a game that we can win if we, you know, if we're efficient in passing. Like right now, I'm not saying we're like an air raid team, but if we are still efficient with in passing with Geno Smith, you know, less like try not to fumble the ball try not to basically just be like a manager of the football which i think that's the type of quarterback he is now instead of just like the gunslinging one and run you know just run the ball heavy although saints and their run defense is pretty good so we'll see what happens yeah and you know um it i I put i put the new orleans game kind of in the same category as like the atlanta game I kind of just see them as, you know, 1A and 1B type of a situation. Okay, okay. You know, That's I think fair. that I think they got the pieces. Um, New Orleans' defense is probably a little bit more well-rounded than Falcons. Um, I'll admit here and now I don't watch most of the uh, uh, other games when they're on at the same time as Seahawks. Um, so, you know, we'll see how that goes. And beyond them, you know, we have the Cardinals and Chargers. Like you were saying, we got a string of three – you know, teams whose defenses are kind of sus. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we have the Not opportunity. As sus as the Seahawks. No, very sus. Because the Seahawks right now, we have, uh, what was it? There is a stat. It's it's like the most hilarious stat. It is, um, we are, 
give me one second because this literally came up in our feeds today and it literally it sent me because it really explains like the seahawks season oh here it is so this is from uh bob condotta uh is it dota condota or condotta i think condota i think i think it's bob condota i think that sounds right I, okay I, sorry I bob, bob if you're sorry for bob. now <laughs> sorry, sorry bob, bob if we're saying your name wrong right i tried man Um, But yeah, Seahawks lead the NFL in yards per drive on offense, and we are also last in the NFL in yards allowed (laughs) per drive on the defense, which pretty much like he's in literally word for word, which pretty much says it all from Bob himself, because yeah. Yeah, I think I think uh, I was trying to think of this point and uh, it slipped my mind earlier, but the way that our defense plays right now there, it, it feels there's a difference between being reactive and proactive, right? You know, mm-hmm. in the in the in the Legion of Boom years, our defense was very much proactive. They knew what you were going to run before you knew what you were going to run. They, nowadays, I mean, in these last three years, you know, it feels like we're trying more. Not, it's it's kind of like the foundation of the bend don't break philosophy that you know people keep saying right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like you'll you'll give up those plays here and there as long as you don't give them up in the end zone. But that's kind of if you're looking at it from a glass half full perspective, you're looking at it in a way where you're like all right, man, I, there's no way I'm stopping teams in the middle of the field. You know, as long as I don't get those, those drives don't end up with points, you know, mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. And so that's an attitude that you're trying to make do with what you got. Hopefully one day we'll be at a point where we're, we're a proactive defense again, <laughs> where we're going after the ball and, you know, teams are going to have to game plan around us, but yeah. you know, we'll see what, we'll see where it takes us. You know, this is the rebuild year for us. So, no expectations. If we do good, you know, cheers. If we don't do good, you know, we, there's still opportunities to learn. Yeah, I mean, just don't be too hard on the rookies. I mean, hey, they're at least um, they're at least having a good, uh, fun time out there. The defense is new. You know, we have a new defensive coordinator. We've had Shane Waldron for a couple of seasons already. So, you know, we just need to kind of just solidify the defense, like we kind of did. I believe last year, like I think, or even last year, the last season or the season before. Like the defense was starting off really bad, then towards the second half of the season, they started like coming together with whatever that defensive scheme was from Ken Norton, right? But mm-hmm. it's going to take some time with uh, our new defense, especially running a three-four. When Seahawks have been always been known to run a four-three, like the base four-three defense all the time, so you got to give us some credit for what we're doing so far. But at the same time, you look at the Lions game; it it doesn't look pretty. Yeah, and it's just one of those things, right? You're not gonna. You're not going to grow unless you have those growing pains. And so, you know, hopefully every single game we, you know, take that step towards being a little bit more of a cohesive unit, but only time will tell, right? Agreed. All right, let's let's uh, let's talk to the 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 listeners about this new competition that Adam and I are going to be doing. And so, we're doing a we started this week. We didn't talk about it last week. But um we we made we made picks. So we're playing this, we're playing this game of a weekly pick em. You know, we have all of our teams, we have all the matchups lined up. Adam and I decide who we think is going to win. And, you know, we just keep like an overall record going and, you know, it'll give us something to talk about going forward, but it also makes it fun. You know, we could talk a little trash like I most definitely will after week three and Adam knows it, he's ready for it. Hush. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll make it fun. You know, maybe we'll do a prize at the end. What do you think? I'm I'm good with that. Uh, I mean, I think we're still trying to decide like how to do the record and all that stuff. I think 
Yeah, let's talk about so that far. though. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so there are two there are two formats I think that we've been thinking about, and mm-hmm. we're, we we could we just hash it out right here. So there is start with the. Yours. Oh, say that again. I say I was, I was going to say start with yours, my friend. Oh yeah. So there there's there's the overall record way of scoring, meaning you know you just keep a running total of all the games you guessed right, and whoever has guessed more right at the end of the season, that's the winner. My my point with that, I think it keeps it more interesting for a longer period of time in the sense that um, say Adam just goes on an absolute tear and, you know, by week 10, he's up, you know, seven, you know, if he's, he's won seven weeks, you know, as in like, you know, the other strategy being is like a weekly record, you know, like whoever wins a week, you know, when they win that week, they're one and oh kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can get to a point at week 10, right. Where you're up seven and you're like, all right, what's the point of the rest remainder of the season? So I was ah, thinking like that's over- why I have the surprise for the oh, weekly man. record. The surprise being when playoffs come, maybe the games can cost uh, each game would be like two points. I don't know. Oh, oh, dude, that'd be interesting. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah, because when you get to playoffs, there's less games, but like we can make it like either two or three. Well, it could be two points. You could maybe even go. Well, I don't know. I'm still I'm still deciding on that part, but at least like make them two points because like let's just say you had a bad season, but you can catch up in the playoffs if you know if you can make the right call. Yeah, and but, the, the, you know, the, we're, still, we're still thinking about it. You know, it's uh, either way. I do want to do it because uh-huh. technically I lost this this past week. You called more games than me um, by a lot too. Let's, let's let's tell them let's tell them that let's tell ah, how it is. Go ahead, might as well. I think you. I think everybody should know right off the bat that you know if you just randomly guess, the odds are that you get. You know, the odds are statistically you should get about fifty percent. I think Adam, you did lower than fifty percent. Leave week me three. alone. <laughs> what is going on with you, bud? Do you leave me alone and let me be? Um, <laughs> I'm coming for those, the jugular on this. Nah, We're some, only one week in. But some of those games, I uh, definitely didn't want to do like, oh, yeah, you know, we both think this. We both think that, right? Because then at the end of the day, like in terms of the overall record standpoint, um, it'll just be like, I don't know. It'll just be like, you know, like, oh, you know, we all have we have the same amount of points until all of a sudden we start to like, you know, get one game here and there. So I just want to make it interesting. I kind of like going for the underdogs. And I mean, hey, if you look at the game for uh, the Rams and the 49ers, I think we both got that one wrong, huh? Yeah, then we weren't expecting that. But we'll go through it one by one. And <laughs> I think that'll be a good uh, I think that'll be a good structure for us, even even uh, while we're talking about it. But mm-hmm. I like your idea, so I think we can like pretty much decide on that. Like I think you know, moving forward until we decide on like when the playoffs come, I like your idea of doing like a weekly one. And I imagine you know, you know, like I gave kind of an extreme scenario where like you go on an absolute tear, especially after how you did during week three. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I, I imagine it'll be close going towards the end of the season. So I I, th- I think I'm cool with that. Like where you know whoever gets more matchups right wins that week. So, you know, people will find out I'm 1-0 and after after we talk about each of the games. And then, you know, come playoff times, we, we do something special. Sound good with you? Yeah, why not? All right. I'm putting it on you to find out a, a, a fi- figure out a good reward. Uh, we, this is basically turning into a two-man fantasy league. But I think uh, either way, like, if we like, we're just throwing out ideas to, like, you know, get, like, autograph memorabilia or anything like that, you know. If even if Adam wins, I'd be more than happy that he got like you know a signed you know jersey or something like that. Maybe mm. that's something that we could think about going through. Yeah, um, I think if and if we can't come up with a prize, at the very least, we can at least do a charity 
of our choice if we you know if we lose out then you know maybe like a hundred dollars or something like that towards like your charity of your choice too oh, works dude, as well god you're, you're just full of good ideas today man what, what's going on well here? i mean i got that idea because at work definitely with one of my um uh sre buddies he definitely because he's uh it's funny because he's like uh he's in his 50s and stuff and he's he's played a lot of XCOM games so and the mm-hmm. short of it is he was just i i think i challenged him to like play XCOM with him on a weekend whenever i'm available or or free could do it this past weekend because we got the state we had the state fair up in dallas and still here throughout the month but um he basically just said oh you don't you don't want this because like if you go look at my steam page you're gonna see how many hours i put in XCOM." and then he just said like you know if, uh let's just do a betting game and you know, whoever loses has to pay a certain amount to it. Um, you know, to the, whatever charity of their choosing. So I'm like, Hey, at the end of the day, someone's winning, right? Yeah. That's actually a good idea. Well, that's something that we can think about as well too. Um, maybe we could do like a regular, depending on how things shake out, we'll do like a regular season. Like we'll do a charity and then like playoffs, you know, we can make it more. You yeah, do something play- else too. If you call the, I, that's a good one. So regular season is the charity and then playoffs we can make it special like whoever calls the most games can get something of yeah. their, you know within a budget or something we'll we'll see about that but i, I do like the concept of at least getting some form of charity throughout yeah the i think year. that i think I, I think i'm down with that as well and uh, you know having it like split out like that also levels the playing field like consider like you know we're back to square one when the playoffs start i think that could be a, that'll make things interesting as well right <laughs> So but, yeah, let's get all into those uh, weekly picks. Which yeah. So I, in summary, let's let's say so. You know, we got our game weekly pickums. You know, if you win, if you get guess more uh, matchup outcomes correctly, you win that week. You know, everybody uh, we we tally up the record at the end of the season. You know, the end of the season, whoever wins, they uh, as things stand right now, will give to the uh, charity of the other of the um, victor's choice the losing mm-hmm. team will give to the winning team's uh, charity of choice and moving forward in like the playoffs we'll make it a little bit more interesting maybe a little prize at the end we'll see how it goes but i like the idea of charity i think that's a really good idea yeah but let's go into those pickums. so um, first off we had yeah, dolphins, dolphins and bengals yeah. so i yeah <laughs> That's well, so- we chose Dolphins, but we didn't really come up with this like till after that game, so we didn't want to get we didn't want that one to count, right? Yeah, and uh, we were wrong anyway. So it, 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 as you'll find out, it didn't matter that this game didn't count because Adam lost by that much. It was oh, it was boy. categorically bad. It, some might have <laughs> say some might have said it was the Zach Wilson of weekly pickums, but <laughs> we'll get to <laughs> Zach Wilson in a minute. Um, yeah, Dolphins at Bengals. That game was more. That game wasn't even about the score, was it? You no. saw Tua on the field? It, it, the big thing is Tua. Tua actually got a concussion in this game. Although, you know, it was a bad one. It was a bad, like, the sack. It, one, he was holding the ball. No, excuse me. He was holding the ball for a long time. And then from there, it just resulted in a sack. But he got thrown to the point where that, where his head definitely bounced very high off that ground. I saw and, that, and I was like, And Oof. for most people that don't know. The ground is the cause of more concussions than actual like helmet helmet hits. Getting flung to the ground because that that is getting hit by an equal at opposite force in the in the opposite direction. So if you yes. get hit down hard, you're getting you're getting all of that force right back at you. Mm-hmm. And you know he shouldn't have been out there. That's that's the thing that's so infuriating infuriating about this. And that's why this game isn't about the result. Like Bengals won. Congrats. We didn't think you would. We thought Tua and the Dolphins' offense was gonna continue to ball out. 
But now it's a game, it's a question of player safety. Because mm-hmm. if if players are like Tua, like everybody knew Tua was concussed. Even when like when he got uh, not on Thursday, but when they played Sunday, when he took his initial hit, he got up and he started stumbling. Immediately, no, you know, there isn't another reason for you to stumble like that unless you're concussed. You should have immediately yeah. been taken out. I if think they trying... said it was a back injury at the time. It was like a back spasm or something. That's why he was wobbly because of yes. something else. But like, that's a pure lie, which that's why the NFLPA is investigating the team as of now. And even Tua has been interviewed, I believe, by this point. Well, mm-hmm. maybe not if he has a concussion. He's in the protocol for real now. But um, which this is re- that's so I don't know if that's ironic if that's just like karma I don't know but they definitely fired the doctor that evaluated Tua from that game. was he a Dolphins doctor or was he Dolphins an NFL doctor. doctor okay was it so I, mean, I imagine if they had like an independent doctor at the NFL level they might have not gone through with it yeah it just depends like it I I'm not sure like the actual like um the how the teams i know every team has like their own set of doctors and then of course like if a player wants they go to the team doctor then they go outside to the independent doctors as we call them and then get another opinion so actually, i actually have yeah. a question on that so like you know the they have the concussion you know specialists you know the people that are on the field that actually determine whether a player has a concussion or not mm-hmm. are those part of like the home team staff or are they nfl third like a third party I think it's an NFL third party because that was around the time when you had like the Will Smith movie around CTE where he played the doctor and all that stuff. So like that brought up forth the whole, you know, players that have gotten hit that have gotten hit a lot at the college and NFL level uh, level or the ones that had it both in college, then went to NFL and had worse ones, you know. Um they have CTE which can go into very violent behavior and all that good stuff. So I believe those are uh nfl doc uh, nfl like third party like the nfl party that is neutral between both teams because you don't want to have a team say you know he doesn't have a concussion although i don't know dolphins got away with it somehow Mm -hmm. and you know speaking as a fan that loves this game but sees all too many injuries you know ruining people's lives careers and that kind of thing if anytime i hear the nfl come out and say something uh, about or, you know, have it an action and their justification is, you know, player safety. I'm going to hundred percent call bullshit on that because <laughs> he should not, the, the image of Tua on, on his back with his hands all curled up, like he was throwing gang signs basically because mm-hmm. he had no, you know, he didn't have his motor reflect or motor senses going or whatever. Mm-hmm. That, that is what stuck with me. You brought up the guy that the movie about uh, Will Smith being the doctor that, you know, discovered CT in the NFL. That doctor actually came out. I don't know if he tweeted it himself or he quoted it, but in his words, he said that Tua should retire from football because it's already evident he's done permanent brain damage. Oh, oh yeah, because yeah, yeah, because if you're doing all of that and stuff, that's brain damage, and brain damage is something that it can heal, but it's not going to be the same after. You're not going to be the same, and you got your whole life ahead of you, man. The kid's only like 22, 23. Like, what do you? Yeah, I, I just no. want people. I don't like, know, man. I mean, we we talk about Andrew Luck in the same kind of vein, you know, where his body just started breaking down on him because he took so many hits because the Colts wouldn't uh, wouldn't protect him. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know, it's it's the same line, but he walked away. He's living happy, and I'm more happy for him. But you know, to it, you, you might need to start thinking about that. I don't know. It's cause... not it's not worth it. You you know, you have one end of the spectrum, the careers that are too short, and then you have the Tom Brady end of the spectrum where he's playing until he's getting like you know be on AARP. You know, mm-hmm. it's everybody's not the same you know it's it's just the hand that you're dealt and you know it's tom, not worth tom brady was behind good offensive line literally and bill belichick you know, prolonged his career 
basically. Bill Belichick yeah. did, and then of course now, you know, when we get into it, he's definitely been getting sacked a little bit more. But um, in the case of Tua, it's we. I, I hope he has people in his circle that are like, hey, you may not want to hear this right now. I'm not a yes man or woman, but you know, you may have to consider retiring early because. Like you said, that's brain damage. That's yeah. like you, you, it, we've seen it on TV. I don't know the full details. I don't know if there's like a player. Um, you know, you know how you can take out an insurance policy. Like if, like if you're a college player, you can take out an insurance policy in the event that you know you do like a long term injury, you you get some capital back, right? Yeah. I don't know if there. I think there 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 hopefully is some sort of system in the same line where if a player has to retire too early, maybe they'll get some sort of like you know, compensation, like, you know, thank you for your, thank you for your contributions to the NFL here, you know, is maybe like, it's not going to be from the NFL. It's going to be from the teams. It's dependent on what is signed in that contract, because at the end of the day, what mm-hmm. kind of league is this? It is the owner's league and they yeah. control most of everything. And it's whatever you get in that contract. Yeah. And so we'll see what happens, but you know, we're laying things out. Maybe like Tua didn't know where he was that when he woke up in the hospital, he's like, how'd I get here? And, you know, oh, yeah, there was yeah. there was like a 45 minute hour gap between, you know, when he was on the field and when he got to the hospital. You're out that long. Some ain't right. And some you know, definitely ain't right. Well, human to human. Well, there's that hit. Right. But then what about the other hit from the last week? You know, those two big hits. Yeah. In a short period of time. I don't know, man. That's 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 scary. But yeah. um, at the end of the day, like, yeah, Bengals got the win. You know, Dolphins, they they man, I don't know. Right now, two was just out. Until he's on uh, concussion protocol until otherwise, and then of course the investigation's still going too. Anytime he takes a hit, I'm holding my breath. That's all I'll say. I mean, that's that's the last bit I'll have to say about that game. Yeah, yeah. But you know, moving on, continuing through Vikings at Saints. I had Vikings winning. You had Saints. I'll Mm -hmm. be honest. It it was the game played in London. I did not wake up to watch that game. I did see as soon as I woke up that there was a double doink. And yep. an unsuccessful double doink. I, I was tight because that was a game winner and I needed that. It was a game tire. <laughs> oh yeah. Game tire. And then they went over to OT, but even still like yeah. I need something and the double doink, they, they had a chance, mm-hmm. two chances. Yeah. Two chances for a double doink. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, yeah. I mean, I kind of, I, I just based off of, um, I like Justin Jefferson. I like what he's about. And so anytime, someone he's lining up and i think he's got yep. a good shot you know vikings I'll, I'll put my i'll put my pick behind the vikings yeah especially because the, the saints. kirk cousins is not the truth to me but i ugh, i just needed the saints to like pull a win they almost had it but saints are such know. a wild card man like you don't even know what kind of offense you're gonna get that day i True. mean they put up 25 points more power to them but you know they could very well put up you know seven points you know maybe they only score a touchdown get blown yep. out you don't know moving through though we got browns at falcons let me see. I we both had Browns winning. We were both wrong. Mm-hmm. We thought. I mean, I thought for me, I thought Nick Chubb was just going to run all over him. I don't know about you. I mean, if you can stop the run, um, then you have something. And the Falcons, they pulled something out. Um, I think Cordell Patterson got injured because he's out as of now. He's in, he's on IR. Um, and I think uh, which I think yeah. with the new rules, just so everyone knows, I think that's four weeks minimum. It used to be like eight, and you know, yeah, practically COVID. a good season. But yeah, they definitely bumped it down, so he's out for four. Give him a break. But yeah, like the Falcons, they have something. I just don't think it's well. They do have Desmond Ritter like as a backup, and Mariota's been playing decently well. You know, so 
where uh, if you can keep Ritter to get used to everything and potentially have your uh, Patrick Mahomes or anything like that, that'll be great. But um, yeah, Falcons, we'll, we'll see what Falcons do going forward. But it's like, again, that whole division is just like, is Falcons going to win it? Is the Saints going to win it? We know the Bucks are going to pull out a win somehow <laughs> every mm-hmm. time because they got Tom Brady, but yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, that, that that's the that, that division is up in the air almost as much as ours is. On stats on that uh, Browns-Atlanta game, I mean, Marcus Mariota didn't have a, a good game at all, like 7 for 19, 139 yards, one interception. It's just, you know, I think the uh, – I think the Browns more lost than the Falcons won, if that makes sense. Nick Chubb still had 20 rushes or 19 rushes for a, for a buck 18 and a tud. You know, that's, those are winning numbers. And Kareem Hunt had, you know, 50 yards behind him. Oh um, yeah. I'm, I mean, what was the score behind that game again? 23, 20 to 23 Falcons. Uh, okay. So it came down to a field goal, right? So it yeah. was one of those like, you know, they, you think the Browns are going to be that high-powered running offense, but it just didn't work out. Uh, similar to the next game we're going to talk about in a second, though. Yeah, let's go through that one, that next one. Let me get that up. So we had the Bills and Ravens. That was – we didn't know what was going to happen with this one. We had um, two very good teams. I did, yeah. Yeah, I took a look at that one, too. and So uh, I, put my, I, I put my pick behind the Bills. I and the Adam, you, Adam, you had the Ravens. Outcome was Bills won. I but, mean, the you know, Ravens I, were winning it for like the first half anyway. They, the, the Bills didn't win it. I think the Ravens lost it. I think that yeah. might have been. I think they that's choked. what. It, yeah, it's the same thing that happened to the Ravens after, like, in the Miami game. But you know, obviously not at the same scope or same scale, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, um, if with with that, like, do you are you worried about the Ravens? Like, is this close? Is this is this inability to close out games going to hurt them? I don't know because. Is Lamar worried about his contract with the Ravens going forward? Which I, I don't think he should. Um, I'm just going to say go have fun, play the game, Lamar. Um, I, it's very frustrating when you have two games where you had the win, but then you lost it. Like as like the all the people, all the casual fans know, oh, you choked, you know? Yeah. But um, I think the Ravens can still do it. I just feel like maybe – it's either an issue of they need a little bit more piece, some more pieces, maybe in the wide receiver room. I know they have Rashad Bateman who's been doing really good for them, but it could also be maybe the offense they're potentially running. Like, cause the offense was actually based off of them having, you know, top rushing game between Lamar and like his two, maybe three running backs. Right. But if the whole league is like, stop the run and then what can they do? They can pass like Lamar can pass. It's just that, like, they need. I feel like they need to open up the game more in the passing, in my opinion. Yeah, and you know, is is receiver a question for him again this year? He he has Mark Andrews, obviously. Um, I mean, because they what they lost uh, Hollywood Brown. Well, not lost. They they let Hollywood Brown go to uh, the Cardinals, right? So, yeah. uh, I mean, deep threats. The thing about deep threats in the NFL, they're only good at one thing, which is the deep threat, right? Um you want your route running receivers really like your Justin Jefferson, your Stefan Diggs, But um, I mean, we could, I think they got a receiver in the draft, but we got to see, we just got to see what they can do. Can they pull it all together, get some wins? Cause I think they're two and two now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what about, yeah, what about and, you? What'd you think? Um, I, mean, I think, you know, Bill started off the season looking inevitable 
and they're having to grind out wins. And, you know, you can look at it two ways. Like, maybe they shouldn't be having to grind out wins. But I look at it as a team that can grind out wins is showing that they got that they got that drive, right? You know, they got that resiliency. You know, when the, when the going gets tough, they don't get going. They, they, I mean, they, they, they get they get their, their act together and they, they get it done, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if they take a loss, like, you know, last week's loss, I think when I when I saw that, I think every single Bills player took that personally. Like everybody, every Bills player's got a little bit of that bit of that Bills mafia like head head gaze kind of thing going on mm-hmm. with them, right? And you know, I think every single one of them took it personally, especially their offensive coordinator. I think that was the offensive coordinator. Was that the dude that smashed the tablet? Yeah, that was the offensive yeah. coordinator. <laughs> yeah, and so you know, too early to tell. I, I like you like to see a team like that because it looks like they're trying, they're getting something going you know they're I mean, not just gonna... the, like the bills are going to make it to the playoffs though i think that's uh, yeah. not a that's not a question unless like something goes terribly wrong with them yeah we'll, we'll see you know that what can happen next game we had in the lineup commies versus cowboys and uh <laughs> yeah adam had commies he's pro commie i had ah. cowboys i'm not pro <laughs> cowboys but i was in this game I hate the Cowboys, so anytime I see the Cowboys, I will always go against the Cowboys. Uh, uh, You take that one personally. I take it personally. (laughs) I took it personally. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I took that personally. Uh, That that game, I'll be honest, I didn't watch. I just looked at the stat sheet. I wasn't confident in Carson Wentz, but I was confident in a guy that seems to be getting a little bit of clout in Dallas, whose name is Cooper Rush. Yeah, yeah. Basically, they're starting to hint at Dak coming back, and then recently Jerry said, "Oh, you know, he's his, you know, his throwing hand isn't all that great yet." Which is like, yeah, you should have put him on IR, man. But um, yeah, yeah Cooper Rush, he's a solid, a solid backup for them. And I've seen it um, watching Shannon and Skip when Skip was basically just like, "It's a different offense with Cooper Rush in there." Like we're we're th- we're, we're going down the field and da 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 da. So it's the same, I mean, it sounds like exactly how we sound when we were playing with Gino, <laughs> right? Right. But obviously, I'm not saying that they're on the same level. I, I think Gino's a lot better. But you know, it's the same kind of train of thought where you open up this new when you when you when you have a new way of expressing play your play calling. You know, doing different kind of things. Um, people are going to say that and they're like, "Ooh, that's nice." You know what I mean? Well, yes. And I think one thing we also have to like be, keep in mind is that the NFL and their defensive coordinators and head coaches are always going to latch on to what that next uh what let me see what I'm trying to say here. Oh, so basically you have like a new player come out on the field. If there's no film on him, if there's barely any field besides stuff that he had last year, you're not going to be fully ready for him. You're not going to see all of his cadences, his habits, all that type of stuff. So like Dak's been in the league for a good chunk. Now people know his tells unless he, you know, adapts because as a QB, you got to adapt. But if you don't see a lot of Cooper rush, I can see how Cooper rush can have a good start. Basically like when Lamar came into the league, he had a good start. Like that was like, to me, his easiest time to do a Super Bowl run was at that point in time. Cause not everyone was not ready for Lamar, Jack, uh, mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson at the time. Um, but yeah, I, Cooper Rush is still in, we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just commanders and Cowboys. Yeah. I didn't really watch it myself. I just wanted the Cowboys to lose. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Next one we have up, we had Seahawks at Lions. We both had Seahawks winning it. Uh, we don't need to go into more detail on that one. We already talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, following week we had Chargers at Texans. You and I both had Chargers. I think that one, you know, 
think that one was pretty expected even though texans did kind of make a game of it sort of maybe maybe late in the game but you know it was it didn't ever seem in doubt what did you think I mean, you got to also remember the Chargers got that um, issue with their defense giving up a lot of yards, which is like the issue for them. If we want the Chargers to make it through the playoffs, they got to have a good defense. So that's probably what's, you know, been kicking their butt. Of course, you know, um, the, you know, uh, they had that injury. Well, not injury. You got the, uh, for Justin, he, Justin Herbert, he got that rib injury too. So I guess like it, it wasn't aggravated in the last week's game. So he's getting better. Um, so like, you know, that's going to slow down the offense a little bit. Keenan, Keenan Allen's been out with the hamstring injury, so that can also slow their offense. Uh, Mike Williams is like a boomer bust receiver for him among their other receivers. So in this particular game, eh, you know, they, I would, I expect you to win against the Texans. The Texans with Lovey Smith at the helm, I think they have something like if they can start, they can find that core group of players, but they're like the true rebuilding team right now. Oh, for sure. Like, well, I mean, I feel like Texans have been in rebuilding f- like forever, right? Yeah. Like, I, I don't think they've. Ever, I mean, Deshaun Watson was the best op- opportunity for them to not be a rebuilding team for once. But you know, mm-hmm. think about all those years DeAndre Hopkins was just putting up numbers with you know garbage pails as their as his quarterback throwing to him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you think about what could have been. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, Deon, uh, DeAndre Hopkins was like the truth if he can still perform with several different quarterbacks, right? So. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he's not there. They are starting fresh again. And yeah, Deshaun Watson ain't there. We all know why on that part. But, um, you know, I think it's also what's going to go with that front office for the Texans because that's been like a bit of a sore point and stuff like that. But anyway, I feel like that went quiet for a while. Thank, it was good on you for bringing that back up. They have, they've been having some turnover in the front office, right? I have not. T- I have not been keeping up with Texans news. So if you if you know anything, please enlighten me. Oh, dude, like I, I, I have no idea what's going on. With they get we'll rid find of that out. one dude that that said he was like a preacher or something like that, because that's like the running joke. You know, they yeah. have like a, a like a priest or something in in there and stuff like that. So that was the running joke over the offseason. But anywho. Yeah. Moving forward, we had Colts or Titans at Colts. I had Titans winning. You had Colts winning. Personally, I drafted Derrick Henry last year in my fantasy league, and I was ready to ride him until, you know, he had his until all the way through to the championship, but then he mm-hmm. got injured last year. I have been hopeful that he will become the king again. He did become the king again on uh, in that game. You know, he came up with 120 yards and a tud. Or maybe it was a two tuds. No, it was either a tud. Way. Yeah, it was a tud. He, but either way, it's it's like the Colts could just like if they can string something. I thought they were, I thought they were going to have something because Titans, if you can stop the run. They can't really do that much else in terms of a throw game, uh, like in like for real, like they're they can win with their roster. Don't get me wrong with the Titans, but at the same time, like if Derek, you know, Derek Henry were to go down, or if you can somehow completely, you know, eliminate what Derek Henry, at least mostly what he does, you can actually beat the Titans. But they didn't in this case. I think on the on the opposite side of things, I'm a fan of Mike Brabel as a coach. He comes from Bill Belichick's. Well, he he played for Bill Belichick, so he obviously comes from the same kind of school of thought. And, you know, you look at him and the the Colts, they had Jonathan Taylor, you know. He is the guy, you know, after last season. Only had 42 yards rushing. I mean, granted, Matt Ryan had like almost 400 yards passing to make up for it. Mm-hmm. But that Bill Belichick uh, philosophy of, you know, you take out the best thing on the other team and then you let the other pieces do their thing, right? Yep. And I think yep. that's what we saw last night or, you know, two nights ago. Yeah. And that's so 
yeah, going continuing on. Um, Bears Giants. I lost this one. We both I already knew it's the it's the Bears, bro. You yeah, should know by this point. I I you know what I I personally I I don't know what I was thinking. I'll take the moral victory. I'll just take the moral victory in this one because, like, I was like, I already knew. I was like, come on, the Giants. Like, look at them. Look at their record, man. Yeah. Like, it's just, I don't know why I thought the Bears would win. I just thought about after I made that pick. um, You thought. (laughs) I thought. Yeah. I don't, I don't have anything else to say that besides that. Bears, I, you know, what do you have with Justin Fields? I don't, I would, I think they have something with Justin Fields, but the issue is they just haven't been building around him. That's the issue. He's got pieces. I mean, he's got like Mooney. He's he had Allen Robinson. Like he's had receivers. What do you yeah. think? The, the, I think the, the was it Rondale Moore or, or Rondale Mooney? I think that's the full name. Uh, but Mooney was injured. He wasn't in that particular game though. He's I think he or no he debuted in that game. Uh huh. Um, because some Darnell Mooney, of, I think his name was. Darnell. There we go. Yeah. Uh, man, excuse me, but like yeah, Darnell Mooney was. Not, I think he appeared in that game, but like besides that, they don't have like they really are rebuilding. They have a quarterback. It's just the supporting cast isn't up to par yet. I think they have yeah. a vet receiver, a vet receiver too, but um, it's yeah, they gotta just click. That's all. And you know, you can see the Bears. Maybe I mean Justin Fields kind of comes from that same mold as like Jalen Hurts, and mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts is you know dark horse MVP candidate, or maybe right. some would say leading MVP candidate right now. If you're not a Seahawks fan, you'd be saying that's Geno, but who am I? say but you know he comes from that similar play style where he can use his legs to a good extent intelligently because like you know in that game he only had about 174 yards passing but in on the on the turf he had 52 yards rushing and so you know off of seven rushes so he's efficient you know seven seven and a half yards of carry kind of thing Mm -hmm. so you know if it's i think it's about getting the right system around him and maybe that maybe we'll see it We'll see an evolution. And protect, they got but protect Justin Fields. Don't let him take Definitely. those big hits or anything. Like, not, I'm not talking about when he's rushing, but like your young quarterback, when you're trying to get in, like trying to get them in, you need to protect them so they can get comfortable with the game and then, you know, go from there. Because as you can see with Trey Lance, he's out. We don't want yeah. Justin Fields to be out too. For sure. Because I don't think the, the quarterback room gets much better behind him. On the other side of the field, Saquon Barkley back question mark obviously Saquon yes. Barkley is back it's just can he stay healthy throughout the rest of the season yeah I mean he had he had a buck he had just shy of a buck 50 off of 31 rushes he is that guy for 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 the Giants again uh hopefully they can just have a good solid o-line for him open up the holes for Saquon but really the big question is um is there is there a quarterback is Daniel Jones like the 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 franchise quarterback for the Giants or is he just playing so well because he knows it's a contract year <sighs> He didn't even play well at that game, though. He he only had a seventy-one yards, thirteen attempts. I think the I think I think the team, the you know the coaching staff know what they have in Daniel Jones. You know, Are they gonna I don't keep think, him though. That's you know depends. I don't think anybody else wants him. Who wants who? If Daniel Jones were Commanders, met, Commanders would take. Yeah, I'll take. I'll give you that. Maybe Colts too. Actually, think about it. But Colts, I think the Colts. After Matt Ryan, the Colts just need to like give up and say we need to draft a QB. And then of course you can put a vet in front of him. Maybe that could be Daniel Jones, but the Or Colts, Matt Ryan. Well or Matt Ryan, yeah, but right now Matt Ryan is like there. That's it. That's their guy. They're not, they're not gonna put Daniel Jones behind him. So like they're gonna roll with Matt Ryan until Matt Ryan can't Matt Ryan anymore. Mm-hmm. 
right? I, I think I think what with Saquon Barkley back, we'll see a new. I'm hoping Daniel Jones will like flourish because he no longer has to be that guy. Um, but only time, only only time will tell. He's I mean, either, his 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 ceiling to me is they're gonna give him like a discount, not a heavily discounted deal, but like he's not. I wouldn't like top fifteen. Like oh, not even top fifteen. That's not. You're talking about the top half of the, the quarterbacks in, in the league, right? In terms of contracts. um, I mean, okay. So my thing is, he's gonna get like that kind of. He's gonna either get the uh, contract where it's like, yeah, you're not. We're not paying you like the Russells, and obviously, not like that. But it's gonna be like that two or three year mm-hmm. it's like it's high but it's not as high as you would think it would be it would be out of the top 10 maybe at fringe top 15 at best in terms of like the like his annual salary that kind yeah, of thing yeah, that, yeah. That I, I mean that's like the only thing like um, i don't see him getting a long-term deal either i, I see him only getting like a couple years maybe two three years maybe as like he goes from being the guy to being the interim because right. you know like we like what point do you at what point do you decide, like, you know, my quarterback isn't top X? I think I need to go to the draft or, you know, find that guy. You know, yeah. if your quarterback isn't, like, top 15 to, or maybe top 10 even. I mean, I'm looking five. at the top 15, and that's – you're basically saying you're going to pay him over who? Uh, Ryan Tannehill, Tom Brady. Carson Wentz is actually not – he's, like, fringe, not top 10. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, Kirk Cousins is at number 10 in terms of – high paid QBs. Then Jared Goff is on the front is literally right after then Carson Wentz. I think you're going to pay him less than what maybe Marcus Mariota is getting. Yeah. Uh, from the Falcons. But yeah, that's, that's yeah. like, that's the ceiling for his contract. I would just let Daniel Jones go and um, go for another quarterback. If you have a low pick, which I don't think they're going to have that low of a pick, obviously. If you, I don't know how, I don't know, obviously you can't speak to Daniel Jones's like character as like a quarterback, you know, in terms of like how, how well he can, you know, he, he, how well he, you know, sees the field and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't see him being a starter in the NFL. You know, oh, maybe yeah. he, I mean, if a team picks him up, he's not getting starting court. I don't think he's going to get starting quarterback. He might get the Mitchell Trubisky treatment at best, but then he's eventually there. That other team's going to have a rookie quarterback waiting and uh, yeah. like Mitchell Trubisky, he'll Daniel <laughs> and Daniel Jones will then have that rookie starting over him sooner yeah. or later. So we'll see what happens. I mean, we hope for, you know, we won't, we don't obviously wish anyone ill unless they're on the Cowboys or the Niners. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know, we'll see what happens. Next game up, we had Jaguars at Eagles. This one, we both had the Eagles going for it. I think, I think we're on the Eagles train now. Oh yeah, we like I've been we on like the Eagles train. I knew when they acquired like AJ Brown, like that's basically saying this is your window. Your window for the Super Bowl is open, and this is what you have, kind of thing. It's uh, good to see a team finally mark hit that mark, right? Like you see, you're seeing it with the Chargers, where the Chargers mm-hmm. are you know shelling out, getting all these pieces around Herbert because they know like. He's entering his window right now. We need to start. You know, if, his, if our window is open right now, we need to start trying to win right now. Right? That and to keep up with the competition, the AFC West. Yeah, that's that's fair. Let's be real. The Eagles don't have any competition in the NFC East, but it's weird um, because never like I think I almost said this before. Well, we're definitely gonna. I'm definitely gonna say it with the Rams and 49ers, but never underestimate divisional games. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, we. I mean, the Eagles. They. I mean, they were down early, and they, it was only a one-score win. Uh, they had that big second quarter, I recall, and you know they um, they ruined Doug Peterson's homecoming. It was his homecoming back. Um, it was good to see that he got a standing ovation from the Philly faithful. 
You know, yeah. they don't, they recognize, you know, this is the man that made Carson Wentz look like an MVP. <laughs> He's making the Jaguars look really good. Trevor Lawrence, you know, he, we talked about it last week too, how a bad coaching situation can completely derail a quarterback's career, right? Yep. And, you know, with Urban Meyer, you had the worst of the worst situations last year. You know, we know see it time they, and time I still again. I don't know why they did that to this day. I think it's. I think the uh, owner of the Jaguars is kind of like of the Jerry Jones line of thought in terms of how he owns a team. Like he wants, he wants to be like that that guy. You know what I mean? Like it, this is my team. This is my business. You know. And I think he. I think the what's his name? Shahid Khan. Yeah. I think. I think he. I think he pulled the the trigger for Urban Meyer, even though I think there are multiple red flags around it. Don't quote yeah. me on that, but I mean, he's he shown that he was waving the red flags himself the whole time. He, which you know good on him you know he pulled the trigger but he also pulled the plug <laughs> basically <laughs> so you know we'll see what we, we'll see what the the jacksonville the, what jacksonville has i mean they're two and two same record as the seahawks so i'm not going to clown on them or anything like that right so uh big difference maker for them christian kirk so we'll see uh philadelphia only four and oh team in the league Yep, we'll see how that we'll, we'll see how they continue you know they they seem to be getting they, they seem to have figured out something Yep. And you know, I think it's on both sides of the ball. But anyway, let's move on to the next game. We had Jets at Steelers. Jets won. Okay. I have been I'm in shock. Because the Jets were awful. <laughs> it's I don't the know. Ste- it's the Steelers lost it because you had well, one, here's the thing. Steelers, you had Mitchell Trubisky, he's been below average starting for them. And then they threw in Kenny Pickett who then threw three picks in one half. But yet, I mean, the fan base is just happy Kenny Pickett's out there. Mm-hmm. So they're just like, eh, three picks. He's still like, he's the man. That's our guy. Because screw Mitchell Trubisky, the MVP, if you will. <laughs> he, uh, well, there, there's like the hometown feel-good factor that's with Kenny Pickett, right? Kenny Pickett went out there and threw a pick on his very first pass. And I don't think, you know, everybody was like, oh, man. People were like, you know, bench him bring Trubisky back right you know you're in that kind of a situation like kind of like Seahawks were at the beginning of the season where you want to see what you have in the quarterback room yeah and the only way to do that is to actually put him up against other people don't even get me started with the Drew Locke thing because we'll just never know what he can do but are we going to keep that or keep him I don't know (laughs) yeah because like in terms of like an asset with Drew Locke like we're the, the less we play him the less valuable he becomes but I mean, the more we play him, the more we might lose. So yeah, the just... hot take I have on that is that like Geno Smith has a balling, like a baller season. We may not go to the playoffs, but Geno Smith does enough, like real quick. He does enough to where other teams are interested. Someone goes and gets him, and then we have Drew Locke, and we potentially draft somebody and have Drew Locke play instead. Mm. I, you know, I don't know what will happen with that one. I want Geno to stay. He's he's got a ninety nine coin flip rating on Matt in previous years of Madden. Um, <laughs> sure, but you know that's I think having him in the in the in the same you want him to be successful, but having him in the same room as a quarterback that's learning the game. You know, I after seeing how he plays on the field, you know, having that wisdom to impart on another player just oh, in, yeah. that, in the same room. Like, I mean, I think that's invaluable. Yeah, I mean, Drew we've Law seen can't it time. do that. We've seen <laughs> it time and time. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, he doesn't. He's not a veteran. I mean, he's still like only like twenty three or twenty. He's on his rookie. Well, I mean, he's technically a vet, but he's not like, uh, like a like an old guard, a vet yeah. in the league. Yeah, 
Because, I mean, like, you look at the successful quarterbacks that kind of had their first year behind another quarterback, right? Because I think didn't Pat both... Mahomes. Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes every time. Didn't, uh, didn't the um, Ravens also... Who, who was the Ravens? What was it? Who's the Ravens quarterback ahead of? I thought there was a Ravens quarterback ahead of. It um, was. There was a point when it was RG three out there and Lamar Jackson, but before Lamar Jackson, I thought it was Flacco. Flacco was there. Yeah, that maybe it was Flacco. Then I it can't. Was Flacco? Recall. Yeah, because Flacco was there for a minute, and then they started stinking bad. They let him go. They drafted Lamar Jackson. I, unless they had a buffer year, or so I, have, I can't remember off the top of my head. But yeah, that's what I'm trying to remember. I thought there was like a quarterback. Like I thought there was a changing of the guard year because that's basically what the Alex Smith to Pat Mahomes was at the Chiefs. Right. Um. But maybe I'm wrong. But we'll, uh, only time will tell with, mm-hmm. with with that one. Um. Keep uh going forward. We had Cardinals at Panthers. I had Cardinals winning it. You had Panthers. I won that one. I mm-hmm. honestly, it was a coin toss. I just thought Baker Mayfield was awful in what I've seen so far. Yeah. And I was banking on Cardinals being less awful. He's in the cycle where he plays like crap, right? Like, the, if you've seen the meme where, like, it's like the, like, where is Baker Mayfield at? They already did it for the Carolina Panthers. And he's like, you know, like, play like shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know much about, I don't know about Baker Mayfield, man. Like, no one does. That, no one does. He was on the Browns, which he had like a top, five, uh, top ten. He was the worst player five. on that. Right. He, he was top five. They were top five on both sides of the ball, weren't they? Like they had. Yeah, like, and so they had a good was, running game. Like you're not being phenomenal asked to do much game. when you have a really good running game, right? But yeah. apparently, it was an issue. So, and so I mean, Panthers stunk it up. Cardinals didn't stink it up. Cardinals won. I don't think we have to say anything beyond that. That's it. Um, CMC coming back into form, right? Yeah, CMC is coming back into form. That's always good to see. He got his tud. Um, And maybe that'll open things up for them, but... Injuries are creeping in here and there for him. He he has been on, like, the injury reports here and there, so... That's another guy, you know, like, if, if he's going down the same kind of bodily you know harm like andrew luck was going you know yeah i I mean he had those major injuries like to legs his legs and stuff like that right so it's gonna in fact you need those to play football yeah he definitely definitely needs it yeah especially him i mean he's he was he was he was just like a a rugged little like little like jack of all trades right true and so you know have not having the power of your legs underneath you and no matter what you're doing whether you're trying to like one day, you're, what if you're going to try to make a cut on a surgically repaired leg and, you know, you just get the angle wrong and just mess your leg up again, right? Well, we'll see what happens, man. Yeah. Patriots and Packers. That was, I mean, we both had Packers, I believe. Yeah, we should have. Yeah. I definitely went for Packers. And, you know, yeah, so we both got that one right. We thought Packers, Packers, that game should have been, that was, game was, that game was weird. There was a third string quarterback out there for Patriots and they were going toe for toe with, with the Packers. Hey, you never. Hey, week in, week out, you think a certain team is should win, but it, there's more than just who's the quarterback, who's that quarterback throwing to. There's a lot of stuff that goes into it. Yeah, and I, I mean, if if we look at complete coaching as opposed to like player coaching, Bill Belichick is one of the most complete coaches. He he's got everything down to even to special teams. Right? He loves he, Bill Belichick. Like there's like. There was like one play. I think it was, was it Drew. What's his name? Was it Drew Bledsoe, who was a quarterback before yeah. Tom Brady? He yeah. did like a drop kick extra point, and I think that's the only time I've ever seen Bill Belichick smile. 
Oh man, like, that man rarely smiles too. But I mean, hey, when you win that many Super Bowls as he did, yeah, he just he, he's a he's a nerd of the game, and so you know if you if we're thinking of people that are so complete in terms of like you know their knowledge of every aspect of it, he's that guy. And so if you, even if you you don't have your quarterback there, you know he'll try to make it up in other places. Just got to work with Mac Jones and those injuries, and then just to see if he can help elevate Mac Jones to another level. Because I think Mac Jones still has uh, some of his own weaknesses in terms of what he likes to throw and all that type of stuff. So if he can like iron out those kinks and stuff like that, mm-hmm. Patriots should be good. I think so too. He, he hopefully he gets set back from his injury like soon. He's got that high ankle sprain, and those, that's one of those injuries that can linger for a long time. Yeah. And so we'll see. I mean, they had Brian Hoyer, but then Brian Hoyer went out, and that's why they had this kid, Bailey Zapp, I think his name was. They may potentially have to pull in, like, a, depending on the Brian Hoyer one, uh, may have to get, like, a vet in if there's anyone available, if it keeps, like, they keep losing their qu- quarterbacks and stuff like that. So Yeah, we'll what see. are the odds, though, man? Like, going down to your third-string quarterback in the, in, the, in the span of, like, two games? The Ravens. When did the, the Ravens, Ravens that one like, That one year, the Ravens had, like, well, I didn't, they didn't go through, like, all their quarterbacks, but they had so many injuries that at that point it was just like nothing but backups in at some point. I think I think the uh, 49ers actually, now that I think about it, I think they've also had that problem because then they go from like Garoppolo to Blaine Gabbert to like Nick Mullins yep. and then the, the yep. Trey Lance. Like, I, I remember think that. we saw all of them in like one season. Yep. So, yeah, uh, to be fair, you know, it, uh, it has happened, but in the span of two weeks, brutal, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moving along, we both we had Broncos at Raiders. Raiders won that game. You had Broncos. I had Raiders. I won that. that I matchup. gave the Broncos a chance on that one because just because. But after that, yeah, um, Broncos have an issue with their offense, their offensive calling right now. It's not a lot of. There were some deep passes. I saw the condensed game replay of that one. But uh, now that you lost Javante Williams and stuff like that, he's out for the season. They had a a backup come in. I forgot his name. Melvin but... Gordon, I believe. No, no, no. Melvin Gordon, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams were the one-two punch. Mm-hmm. But then they had a third running back, basically replacing Javante Williams. Uh-huh. I forgot his name um, because in fantasy, you know, he's like a hot topic in terms of like you should probably like if you had Javante Williams, you should go and get him. Da 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 da. And I'm just like. So the other guy that they had running the ball besides Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams was Mike Boone. Yeah, that's 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 who it is because I'm definitely trying to target him in fantasy right now because I lost. I have Javante Williams and it hurts. Because Javante Williams was he didn't start last season, right? Like he just kind of came out like because I think Melvin Gordon change was of pace back. He was a change of pace back last year. He was it was like the Thunder. If Melvin Gordon's the Thunder, he's the Lightning kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they had a system basically. I think they were one of the few teams that were definitely pushing the whole like running back by committee, baby. And uh, that's what they were doing now still. So, yeah. And so, you know, for me, it was like, I thought Raiders were underperforming. They, I I don't think they should have been 0 3, but, you know, there they were. Like we say, you know, any given week, any team can win, right? Right. And so, you know, I think I thought they were overdue to win their game. And so good to see that they got their win. Uh, They are still trying to figure things out, I think, with, um, Devonte Adams being in that in that team now, but I think the big highlight was you know Josh Jacobs got rolling. He, he know, did, we and I did not start him in fantasy. That was like because before then everyone's <sighs> in, okay. So here's why on ES because I, I I'm on I have him in my ESPN league, 
And Bro, that's, that's like scoring, 30 points you left on your bench. Yes, it was like 33 or 34 points. I kid you not, because I would have won if I had him in it. But yeah. before then, he's just been consistent. That's what a lot of uh, people are saying. He's a consistent running back. He'll get you your 10 to 12 points kind of thing. He's not. It's not boom or bust. It's just consistent, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, he had his big boom game. Had him on my bench. It hurts. But um, <laughs> yeah. the one little tidbit I saw, I found, was that the Raiders scored their first defensive touchdown since 2019. Hey, never too early or never too late. Three years. Like, whichever either. whichever one is the correct one of what I just said. Right. But I mean, <laughs> have you, have can you really think, like, even the Seahawks, when we were bad and all that stuff, we still had a defensive touchdown here and there, sprinkled, mm-hmm. if you will, but three years or three seasons without a defensive touchdown. That's wild. Speaking of which, I think, you know, Tariq Woolen's pick six was the first either defensive touchdown or pick six that we've had since, um, I think it was that Quandre Diggs pick six a couple years back against the Rams. I think I was at that game. Mm. I think so. We, it was there. I think there was a a long time in between for us as well too, but I think that's because we were in that, you know, bend don't break, which is, you know, being reactive defense as opposed to proactive defense. But we're so, always we're all about that always complete uh complete always, always compete. Yeah. Um that's been, you know, with all these rookies and stuff like that that's been good for us. Looking at the uh target share for um Derek or for Derek Carr, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and the Raiders. Uh it is something that we wanted to keep an eye on because you have weapons on that team like Mac Hollins was that guy last week, was he not? He had like some crazy almost like 150 like some crazy number of yards. He had some big plays. It's weird because uh, you would think Devontae Adams would be getting, you know, all these yards. But at the same time, every team's going to be like double covering him. Yeah. Yeah. Double and up. I think that's maybe why Mac Hollins is having a good game. But this week, you know, Devontae got 13 targets, caught nine of them, 101 yards. You know, he didn't get any touchdowns, but that broke his got... streak, I believe, of having a touchdown per game. I believe is that he had, a, is that he had a touchdown in each game except for this past one. He didn't mm-hmm. have the yards to bet. Like he didn't have the yards behind it, like we're used to seeing when he was in, at the Packers. But yeah, and you know, know, like Mac Collins. You, I mean, it, it's there's only so many touches to go around, right? Like Mac Collins only had um, five targets, three catches for 33 yards. You know, a, a shadow of last week's game for him. But I think the the interesting one, you know, like I said, you can't. You know, there's only so many targets to go around. But I think the most interesting one is Darren Waller. You know he doesn't have Hunter Renfro to compete with as targets of what at tar- with targets as well. Mm-hmm. He only had five targets, three receptions, twenty four yards, no touchdowns. You know because I think to keep an eye on. It depends on like the it depends because like the Broncos have a nice little stingy defense, like a, just enough, like a scrappy defense to get them to where they need to go. And I know they probably concentrated like if they had to choose like the top two. They just if if not top one right with Devonte Adams or Darren Waller whichever one they prioritize I know they had to at least cover both of them because you don't want like if anything you don't want to get burnt you know by those two yeah and you know that's yeah I, that's all oh, I got to say with that so Matt Collins didn't have that big game right he, this time he had the three he only had three receptions for thirty three that big game came in Tennessee. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that that? But he had his big game last okay, week. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, uh, if you have the stats open for that, what was the? Uh, what did Devontae Adams have that week? Uh, that same week, because I I have him on my other one, so this is good. I get to look at my team again, right? But Devontae Adams had about um, pull him up. There we go. 
So yeah, so every week he's had a touchdown except for that literally the Broncos game. But that week um, with the Titans, he was five for thirty six and a touchdown. Uh, um, okay, Cardinals he was only two for twelve, two for twelve yards and a touchdown. His uh, Chargers game ten for one forty one and a touchdown. So hopefully he can be more consistent around the one hundreds because that helps me out on my my fantasy team. And you said that was Devontae, right? Yeah, that was Devontae. Yeah, I think that the the interesting one to keep an eye on, it seems like Darren Waller has turned kind of into like the third or fourth wheel in that offense after, you know, having such a strong year last year. I don't think he he's still a solid tight end. I think everyone knows that and they know to cover that man else you're going to have a bad time. So I think he will he will have his games this season. Yeah, it when he plays depends. when when he, when they play the Seahawks, we we know it's going to happen. <laughs> oh, do they play us? Yeah, because I think we play everybody in that division this year, oh, right? Oh, no. Yeah, they're going to play us, and it's going to be so bad. He's going to have 200 yards, two tutties, and, like, you know, all of he's going to catch all of his targets. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> Sunday night, Chiefs at Buccaneers. You know, I had Chiefs, you had Bucks, I think. Yeah, I just wanted and... to see what would happen, but nope. No, man. I think that, that game never looked in doubt, even though the the final score was close. What I What I think is the most dangerous right now is that the Chiefs have evolved from a team on offense that has those big home run plays where they just take chunk out of chunk out of the field, where mm-hmm. they become a team that can grind the, the clock. You know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has kind of had a little bit of a renaissance this season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they can grind the clock and actually score. They can complete a possession with a touchdown while also taking huge chunks of clock off. Because I think the big the big takeaway that I had was that Chiefs had the ball for nearly forty minutes. Yeah, that, and I didn't know that. I didn't know that. But then I really I was actually watching most of it because uh, the in laws were in. So I remember I, I had it on. You were hiding uh, in the in, in the room. In your room. No, 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 no. We actually had it on in the living room. And, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, my father in law was just sitting there with me. We were just talking about the game and all that stuff. But like the Chiefs are very creative when it comes to that goal line offense. Like how um, you had Pat Mahomes was like pointing. He was like, "Hey, look." Look who's right here. It's my favorite tight end, right? He's right mm-hmm. here, guys. Everyone's like, oh, shoot, he is right there. And then it's like, psych, <laughs> direct snap to someone else, touchdown. Yeah, it's no one's more fun to watch than the Chiefs. It just seems like they come up with a new set of play. Like, they're a never-ending set of um, creative plays. Like, I still remember, I think, was it, uh, there was one pass over the, over the middle. Travis Kelsey caught it. He mm-hmm. was turned the opposite way. He looked, he just... Uh, he, he laterals it, or you know, he tosses oh, the it. Toss the shovel like a shovel pass. Yeah, he shovel passes it behind him to. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but then they took off for a touchdown. It might have been Tyreek. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. or no, or no. Mikol. If, if, if he's passing it back, he's definitely tossing it backward to somebody. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about. But you know, I you just. See, I mean, they're they're the guys that do like the underhand passes, the shovel mm-hmm. passes, the you know. Patrick Mahomes they, can do it all though. Even even when you lose your biggest your your tied biggest weapon on offense right. with Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, you lose Tyreek Hill. The team oh, is still team is the team is still so fun to watch. It's it's giving me like the 49ers. It's almost like we don't need I'm not saying talent is talent, don't get me wrong. But whoever we have, we will like we will tune an offense around you like they you know 49ers with Debo Samuel and they technically did it with Tyreek Hill but mostly those deep threats if not like the screen passes and stuff but with the Chiefs it's really like the offense is around um Patrick Mahomes so that he even got in the argument 
I think not this not this week, but uh, last week he got in an argument with his offensive coordinator. So like, you know, it's really the Patrick Mahomes offense, right? And whoever's in there, I will you know do the look away pass. I will do the underhanded pass in front when you, everyone thinks it's supposed to be a run and all that type of stuff. So it's we'll see what happens. But I mean, you know, the big thing is who's going to win the AFC, right? Chiefs or Bills? Because that's what everyone's thinking in their heads right now. Again, yeah, we'll 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 talk about that in a sec. Wrapping up the. Uh... Wrapping up um, Sunday night or Rams 49ers. That, that was uh, mon- uh, last night, Monday night. We had um, Rams at 49ers. We both picked Rams to come out of that one. Mm-hmm. We both were wrong. And yeah. so what does that mean about the NFC West? That's, I think, it's a divisional the Rams game, look like... Though. Like you, it's a you, you would game. think it's gonna go one way, right? Like I remember we thought we were, we us the Seahawks were gonna lose to the 49ers one that one game one year, but then it just turned to like a defensive battle. And there was a time we lost it, but there's another time where we won it. Right. But mm-hmm. uh, in this case, don't forget the 49ers defense, man. Shanahan still on that team is still the head coach of that team. And um, you're, you're, I don't like it with the offense is Jimmy Garoppolo. So technically they have a quarterback. So like, don't think that like Jimmy Garoppolo is the backup QB or anything. Like they can still, when things are right, they can win games. Yeah, for sure. And, with the Rams themselves, they just seem like a shell of themselves, though. You know, up through, up through this, like, Allen Robinson hasn't been able to get it together. Offensive line pieces seem to be like they're missing. Mm-hmm. Um, defensive, defensively, you know, Bobby Wagner had 11 tackles. You know, he was doing Bobby Wagner things, but maybe they're still trying to learn how to gel. Aaron Donald has had a quiet night last night. I don't think he uh, – he might he, – well, you know, when you're lined up against Aaron Donald, he's pretty much drawing a double team every – every snap but mm-hmm. i don't think he was as destructive of a force he could be um yeah i don't know uh, the the, uh, the rams never seemed like they were able to get it going and i think that played into 49ers hands because you know they have an offense where they can both grind it out or take big chunks out of it out of yeah. you with debo yeah i mean debo's the man over there right but i think only the 49ers could pay debo what he could get paid right so We'll see what happens with the 49ers if they can keep that up throughout the season. I don't know what the Rams are going to do, but, I mean, we'll just see at this point. But, yeah, it was a really good game, and then the 49ers just took it away. Rams, yeah. they just couldn't hold a candle after a while. Let me pull up the stats on that, because I think, similarly, I think they the, the Niners had the ball for, like, 40, 40 minutes. So I think that's they just completely immobilized any chance of, um, any chance of the Rams getting it together. Because, oh, oh yeah, here, here's the stats right here, too. So, Matt Stafford threw the ball 48 times, you know, completed 32 oh, yeah. of them. That's, if you know, 66%, but only mm-hmm. 254 yards. You yeah, know, when you throw throwing the ball, the ball almost, if you're throwing the ball almost 50 times, you're doing something wrong. And plus, Matthew Stafford has an issue with his throwing arm. So, especially if you're like already kind of like making him throw that many times, that's bad, especially when mm-hmm. you get late in the season, as we, we seen him last season. He even said himself, like, yeah, we won a Super Bowl, but my body wasn't shit, like, was like in shambles and, and, yeah and you know like uh jimmy garoppolo threw the ball you know almost half as many times with almost the same amount of yards with the yep. tud and so with that you know like you know i think it i think the, the the niners defense was forcing the rams to play a certain way that they didn't want to play daryl mm-hmm. henderson not, never didn't get get going nor did cam Akers, and probably goes back to an offensive line issue you know, maybe they they aren't getting the the same gaps opened up for them like they were last season. That'll be something to keep an eye on. Cooper Cup obviously still got fed. I mean, he had, according to this, he had 19 targets, which is absolutely insane. 
I mean, it's Cooper yeah. Cup. I mean, the it's man Cooper had Cup. the triple crown, and what are you going to do? You're going to keep throwing him the ball, right? I don't know if he'll ever be able – he's not going to do that type of season again because if I remember correctly, that was just like his year, and it worked. They went to the Super Bowl, but – and he got we'll rewarded for it too. I think he got a new contract, didn't he? Yeah, he. I believe he definitely had to get a new contract. Uh, that is the perfect time for a receiver to get a um a contract. A contract but it's yeah. he's top five. Yeah, he's number fourth highest. What it's a eighty million, eighty point one million deal, twenty six point seven on average. And good on him. I mean, seventy five k is guaranteed of it. So they yeah, that's him. good for a receiver. And you know the um, I think the hi- highlight's always going to be or we need to the thing that you need to cast a light on is, you know, Allen Robinson, six targets out of 48 attempts, two receptions, seven yards, basically non-existent in that offense. Well, uh, 48, Allen Robinson, how many targets did he get? Six of the 48. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So, you know, I, thought, I, thought, than, I thought I heard you say like, he got 48 targets. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> he got, he, that's like, you know, less than, I think that's 12 and a half percent. If, mm-hmm. if I'm doing my quick maths right, if I'm not, then you know someone will call me out. But mm-hmm. um, you know that's uh, that's you can't you can't if that's your number two option. You know you're very one dimensional. You're starting to get one one dimensional. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously Tyler Higby in this game, you know he had 14 targets, 10 receptions, 73 yards. So that's in this good. game, he was number two in terms of the receiving targets. But as a wide receiver, you know you need to have someone lined up on the other side of the field yep. that can draw that i mean we even even we have dk and you know tyler lockett every team has that good tandem on both sides Mm -hmm. of the ball or both sides of the field um it was like you said it's a divisional game you know with that win it puts our division the nfc west everybody tied for first and last at, at two and two um you know it puts a reset on things you know going forward it'll be interesting to see who can separate themselves from the pack um it's really anybody's division though it seems like that's the kind of thing that's shaping out to be everyone has everyone is two and two so right now it's technically everyone's division at this point but i think it's gonna someone's gonna pull through unless if we all of a sudden all of us are just like middling or average and we're very close that'll be something to talk about later on but we'll see hey man that that that, that was the beast quake year for us where all of all of the entire division was i think like you know eight and eight or you know that along yeah, those lines and that's when remember that Rashawn had beast quake but uh, all right, that that sums up all the games for uh, week three overall record. Drum roll. Ba da ba da ba da ba da ba da. Can you sense the sarcasm? Because he knows how badly he lost this week. He, we <sighs> What's got the overall record. We got Adam. Or well, sorry. So we guessed on fifteen total games. I think it was. Let me get that count right. We had fifteen games. Adam, you guessed five of them correctly. I'll take five of 15. It's 33%. My guy, you could have literally, literally put any names down. You know, you could have coin tossed all of them and been better. Obviously that's not actually true. It's not like every game was 50, 50, but come on. Mm-hmm. And your boy, your boy canal, he got 11. So he, uh, not only won, he asserted his dominance this week, but as the game rules were described earlier, you know, it's just one week. So next week we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Right, bud. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, after talking about all those games, you know, we've gone through four weeks. Should we go through the playoff standings? Start maybe doing some not too early, some way too early predictions about 
you know, who's going to make it out of the division at least. Maybe who's going to take up wild card spots. We don't have to put him in any specific order. Oh, yeah. We can at least say, like, who's going to at least win. We can, say, we can at least start with who's going to win the division by that point. Like, who's going to go to the playoffs. And then, of course, if we want to add the three wild cards. Wild cards. Yeah. yeah, let's do that. So we'll start off with the AFC. AFC okay. East. We got Dolphins, Bills, Jets, Patriots. Bill's going to win it. Bill's going to take out. I can, uh, well, with Mac Jones' injury and Tua's injury, I was going to put those two teams actually as my wild card teams. I still, it's still early. So the thing is, we'll see what happens with Tua and that head injury. But like if Tua was healthy, it would, I would then say it's, it's, it's up in the air who will win between the Dolphins and Bills. But I don't think the Jets are going to, like make it i know the patriots are one in three right now but i think they're gonna like turn around and at least get third the third if no at least get the third spot if not two mm-hmm. but bills are definitely gonna be on top again they're three and one um definitely getting into the bills this? for now like let's let's write this down because i have a feeling like uh maybe we can come back to it later on too so uh, i'll write down afc west or mm-hmm. afc east we both think that I mean I think Bills and uh I think we both think that Bills are gonna come out of that one. Right. And then maybe we'll we, we can come back to it later and then we'll we come back to like the our... wild card because you have to consider all four divisions and then who would be the, the three wild cards, right? Because sometimes wild cards can come out of like two of them can kind of come out of one division. Oh for depending. sure. Yeah. I mean like we like then during the NFC best years, right, where the entire division could have gone to the playoffs. Right. Um Really quick, let me get this standings up. So yeah, so AFC North, that's that it consists of Ravens, Steelers, Bengals, and Browns. So I would say, I think you took the lead on, or did I think I took the lead on the last one? I'll let you take the lead on this one. Um, for this one, it's a, it's weird because okay, so the top three are Browns in this order: Browns, Ravens, Bengals. Um. They're all two and two. I feel like the Ravens are gonna be fr- are gonna frustratingly lose. I'm gonna say that the Browns are gonna take it. All right, you think the Browns? I I think they I think the Ravens will sort themselves out. Like mm-hmm. the, we we brought up this issue of can they not close out games? Is that the is that a problem for them? It's be- I, I think it's, it's because it's, if you can stop like if you can stop Lamar Jackson, then you can. It's very the hard to do. It is yeah. very hard to do. Because I don't know. I mean, Lamar Jackson is also their best rushing option. Mm. Yeah, so, but like even with this last game where they they lost twenty three to three, the Ravens' offense was good in the first half. Then they went cold in the second half, and the Bills came back in. Yeah, like we said, like the I, I, like, at least I was thinking. I think the Ravens lost that game more than the Bills won it. And you know that's that's that that'll be something to keep an eye on. But I think the Ravens will figure themselves out. I think they'll come out of that division. Okay, okay. As as the leaders. I don't know about the Browns. I mean, the quarterbacking situation, the, that that that's a big question mark for me. So, at that point, we thought the Jaguars know, were a big question mark and look at where they're at. Yeah, we can talk about them next. We got the AFC South. You know, we got Jaguars, Titans, Colts, and Texans. And, you know, honestly, gives a shit about this division it has one of those things <laughs> it's like not, but they're not the worst division because one um jaguars are actually um pretty decent i don't know like you have to think about the rest of their schedule and stuff like that like but what do you think like what do you, who do you think i'll let you i'll let you start this one off like with who you think is gonna win it i don't 
Titans Titans are are so reliant on Derrick Henry's big, broad, strong shoulders, right? right? And we don't we still don't know what we really have with the Jaguars. You know, we've seen flashes. You know, they obviously they put their foot down on it was the Bills, right? I think they put their mm-hmm. foot on. Mm-hmm. Or was it the Chargers? I think it was, or maybe who? it might have been the Chargers. Which one? Like, well, who again? When Jack the Jaguars that J- Jaguars slapped around, I thought maybe that it was, the was the not was it the Chargers? Oh my yeah, gosh, it might have been Chargers, the Chargers. Yeah, it was the Chargers. I think I think I think the Dolphins beat the Bills last week, right? Mm-hmm. And so, or you know, week three, mm-hmm. that was the upset. Um, you know, we don't know what we have there still, and I mean Titans. I, I'm gonna put my Titans. As my pick, okay, it, it'll be tough. I don't, I don't feel confident doing it. I'm fully ready to fall on the sword, but I like That's Mike Vrabel as a coach. I'm gonna be fun then. I'm gonna say Jaguars take it. Oh yeah, like like I said, who gives? A, who, who cares about this division? No, I, I I do want to see who comes out though. Yeah. So you got Jags. I got unless the Colts can get themselves back together, but they haven't been too good. There we go. Titans. AFC West now. That's the tough one. It is. What do you think is coming out, buddy? I, oh man, it does start with me. Just to lay it out, we got the Raiders, Chargers, um, Chiefs, and uh, Broncos. Yeah, Chiefs are ahead right now with three and one. Then you have the Chargers and the Broncos both at two and two. Finally, the Raiders are one and three. Um, Raiders aren't. The Raiders maybe can squeak a wild card, but not win it. Uh, Broncos, I, I don't think. Um, I personally don't think the Broncos, unless the Broncos can get their offensive woes out of the way, I don't think it's gonna work out. Not the. Not, it's almost funny because like their points for is sixty six and their points against is sixty eight, so that's a really funny stat line. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. I think Chiefs is the, a safe bet. And I think should should we just go ahead and give one of the I mean this is the last one mm-hmm. the last division for AFC wild card spot number one I think we can say Chargers are pretty safe to Chargers put the Chargers in there for sure we can at least agree on that one um, um I would then say maybe Ravens from my end since I didn't have them winning it so I'm gonna say Ravens you'll maybe say Browns. That's a good question. Let me let me pull up. Let me finish typing this out. So we got wild card three, and so pulling up the standings again. Da, 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 da. I, <sighs> Browns or Bengals? That's the question for me. I, like oh, in shoot. terms of, yeah. I, th- I think Bengals. I, I take Bengals over the Browns. I think I like their. I like their whole. Well, do you team think someone's? Complete... Gonna, do you think someone's going to squeak out a wild card team from AFC East? AFC East. It, it, it really Tua depends on can, Mac. Tua can get back, and it's Mac Jones healthy. can come back. <laughs> um, I, I think Mac know. Jones. Mac Jones is a long term injury. I think that's like you know four to six weeks probably for him to actually get what proper about Tua healthy. with the head injury. Tua, I'm thinking he should never play football again. But I've already made my my okay. feelings on that clear. So maybe we can just then we can maybe agree that let's just say there's no one coming out of the wild card from AFC East. Then that that yeah. really means that they're not going to have a good season. But that depends. I'm looking at the Dolphins. I'm going to say the Dolphins though are going to be a wild card team. Okay, so they're going to bring Tua out at some point after a a few weeks or something all the drama of the nf you know the investigation and stuff's gonna be done 
Mm-hmm. Um, they may lose a pick if if it comes out bad, but like a second, I mean, or, Dolphins, I think it's a third. Dolphins. Dolphins have had controversy around them, man. Like they were tanking. Like they yeah, got. Yeah, but they, they have Tyreek. They have Tyreek Hill. They have Jalen Waddle. You see what they can do when they go off. Yeah, and I think that's for that reason. I'm. Th- I was deciding between the Dolphins and the Browns. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna put Dolphins in there because you know any quarterback that comes into that room, even if Tua isn't the quarterback, got a lot of dogs on that team. Both sides mm-hmm. of the ball. Uh, I, I wrap out the wrap up the, the three wild cards spots for me i got chargers mm-hmm. Bengals, and dolphins you got chargers and ravens i need a third one for me um actually i have oh actually that is my three so uh hold on a second let me write this down myself in my notebook so um my three are in no particular order dolphins ravens chargers dolphins ravens chargers okay yeah, i forgot about the because i said the browns are gonna win afc north that's like uh you know what screw it but you know you never know yeah, you never know. Let me get these. Uh, let me get these starting on here too. So NFC East, moving to the NFC. Okay, start with the NFC least, or is it? Or is it the least? Well, besides the Eagles, right? The Four and O. Well, that's that's simple. Let's just both put down. And I want to say the Eagles are going to win it. Period. That's it. <laughs> uh, all all the way. All you calling it right now? Like, what do you mean? Like, oh, going all the way to like Super Bowl? Or are you talking about like or, winning every single game? Yeah, that, no, I'm asking what you mean. <laughs> Sorry. So I mean that we both agree that the Eagles are going to win the NFC East. Yeah, I don't think there's a, any any shadow of a doubt on that. Even if Jalen Hurts, you know, is enabled, maybe he'll pick up, maybe he could pick up an injury or anything like that. I think they have the pieces around that someone can drop in and continue that ship. Mm-hmm. And NFC North, let's see who we got. We got Vikings, Packers, Bears, and Lions, and so Bears and Lions. This one's so easy. Yeah, it's who do you, it's Packers, right? Like, I mean, yeah, they easy. lost to the Vikings, but like, it's gonna be Packers, unless the Vikings can keep it up all the way. But then you have to rely on Kirk Cousins in prime time. Packers. Yeah, and you know, Dalvin Cook is gonna continue to be Dalvin Cook, but like, they need a new quarterback at this point. Yeah, you're not. I, mean, I think we've seen the ceiling with with Kirk Cousins. It's yep. frustrating because we've had many good team, many good years of Vikings complete teams, but Packers all the way on that one. Go Packers! Uh, NFC South. Who do we got? Bucks, Falcons, Panthers, Saints. Bucks. I don't. <laughs> I don't see anyone else challenging well, for that. I mean, I know that Tom Brady got injured recently from the last game, uh, mm-hmm. so he has a rotator cuff injury. Uh, is it his throwing shoulder or is it throwing shoulder? I believe if not that his is... other shoulder, but they said that it's a, it's an injury he'll play through. He said it himself. So like, we'll see, but um, it gets colder and he may go playing colder games, but it's still Tom Brady, still the goat, right? But so... you look at it. It's even if it's, even if he's not able to compete, like at the level, he's going to compete. You round out that division. You got Falcons, Panthers, and saints, and none of those teams are convincing. You know, if if you know Tom Brady is having a middling year, this will be a, a very interesting division because I think Falcons, they're all kind of they won twice. They they have a winning streak right now compared to the Buccaneers' losing streak of two. Yeah, and so it'll be something to keep an eye on. I I really don't know about that division. It could be really interesting. It might even come down to the wire. I think. I think, but I think I'm just gonna say Bucks. I'm gonna go with I, like a sure pick of Bucks, and then we uh-huh. can talk about what when we get into wild cards. Maybe we can pull something out of there, or just otherwise. Yeah, and so let's go into our division, the NFC West. This yeah. is a hard one, dude. Like, is it really? Is it really? Is it Niners? Like, I think Niners. 
Like if I if it's I, between if the I were... Ram, it, it does do the Rams want another Super Bowl or do the 49ers want enough? That's your two questions. I think the 49ers defense is unreal again, dude. That's the thing that's that's like I'm putting my money behind and I'm putting my money behind Jimmy Garoppolo not, you know, screwing things up. Mm. And Debo Samuel continuing to be Debo Samuel. I will go, let me think. I'm going to go with the Rams. I feel like okay. they're going to come back out of their get out of their funk. I'm not going to say they're going to go all the way to the Super Bowl and just win it, but like mm. I think if the Rams can get out of their heads and all that type of stuff, it's it, Super Bowl hangover, right? If they can get yeah. out of their heads, they can get it. But like I just want to like make it spicy. Like I'm going to think Rams and you can think 49ers. And it, it's really just a twink, a coin toss at that point, right? Yeah. Now comes the interesting bit with wild card spots. We got three of them. You know, th- this is one of those years where NFC is very weak compared to like recent memory. Mm-hmm. We got teams. I'll just rattle off some teams that might seem appealing. So we got Cowboys, Giants. You know, those are two teams. Vikings. Uh, mm-hmm. That's another one. I don't see anyone else out of the NFC South making it as a wild card team. So who's your who's your three then? Um, I'm I'm just saying things out loud. And then oh, the gotcha, NFC gotcha. West, we have I think. Rams, Seahawks, and Cardinals—all three of those teams could be wildcard teams too. So it's nah, I don't. I like we're a fringe. I don't even know if we're a fringe wildcard personally with Seahawks, with how we're playing right now, with how much like how many points we're giving up and stuff. I would say, I would say along the same lines. I would, and also because I'm superstitious, I don't want to put them in here and then like I'll be like, oh dang, I jinxed it. Um. So what I'll say is, I'll say Rams. Cowboys, Vikings. Oh, okay, okay. Or, you know, Cowboys. So Rams and Vikings for sure. Uh, let me if I'm going to put them in an order. I think those are the two. Um, those two, those are the two I would have in that order. Mm-hmm. And then Cowboys and Cards are the the third team I'm thinking of. Hmm. And I don't know who I'd put in ahead. So I mean, I'll say, actually, no, fuck them. I'll say Cards. I hate them okay. boys. Okay. Okay. Um, my three so far, I got full. If I said 49ers are going to win it, forty or excuse me, if the Rams are going to win it, 49ers are going to be the wild card at that okay. point. Um, because it's always it's between. I think it's between those two are going to come out unless the Cardinals can. You know, unless Cardinals come through. Um, we'll see. Maybe we have th- like two wild card teams out of the NFC West. I know we're not going to be one of them. If we are, that's like, wow. I will count that as a over, uh, we, we over succeeded. Overachieved? Yeah, overachieved kind of season. Yeah. Um, I'm okay with that, too. That. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Um, Actually, you know why? Because we got that Broncos pick. And in our predictions, neither of us had Broncos going to the playoffs. So I hope. Well, the thing is, do you think the Broncos are going to have a, a winning or a losing season? I feel like it's going to be gonna... the middling, like we're going to get yeah. the 20s again with like whatever Russ gives. Honestly, we didn't give him any credit in our. I mean, if Dolphins, depending on the Dolphins, probably that's the spot that can be taken by the Broncos. Yeah, in our in our, in our tiers. But yeah, so my three for wild card, I got 49ers. I'm gonna say, oh man, wild cards. Let me look at. Let me NFC North. I'll I'll at least give Vikings. We'll flirt around with the Vikings a little bit. I just I don't know. Uh. Or NFC North, um, with the Vikings, and then okay. who do I want? Well, because the South, I don't know. I, the South is like, can the Falcons put something together throughout the season to be a wild card team? 
or is it going to come out of the NFC East where you have a 4-0, a 3-1, and another 3-1 team? I'm going to say... Give me something out of left field. Tell me Giants are going. I will definitely get to say Giants. Were <laughs> <laughs> you really? Yeah. Oh, man. We got video going on while we're doing this recording, and I was just looking at his face, and I was like, this man is going to say the Giants. I have to, because, like, I don't like, want to say the it'd Cowboys. Be, it'd be, actually, you know, I like that. I like that pick. And Why not? Basically... Giants, Vikings, no particular order of, like, you know, Giants, Vikings, and 49ers are my three wildcard teams. Yeah, and so like our we differ basically in terms of the wild card teams. Like we obviously picked the 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 second place team that we thought in the NFC West, West, which was the Niners for you, the Rams for me. But you know that's the big differentiator is they got that Giants versus Cards as kind of like our third spot, like our final spot in the NFC. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see how that pans out, and it really depends on Saquon. Saquon is doing his thing again. It's a, you know? it's also on Daniel Jones. And that's what I mean is that how how does Daniel how how does Daniel Jones evolve, flourish, you know, fade away? That's a you know, that's anybody's call. Yeah, I I'm gonna give it to the car it's his contract year. He's gonna ball out. Somehow, surprisingly, Giants go to the playoffs. They may or may not like they might lose first game out though. Yeah. But they'll go to the playoffs. That's what I'm thinking right now. For sure. Uh with that, so let's go over to like week five stuff. Let's talk a little bit about week five. Sound mm-hmm. good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's do this a little rapid fire. Um, yeah, that's fine. Because a lot of these things, are, I'm just like, eh. I think this, these are the the. I mean, it's very rudimentary why I think teams are going to win. Um, the, which teams are going to win? Mm-hmm. We got first one. We got up. Colts at Broncos. We both said Colts. Or how should we do this? I'll I'll say what I think. You can say what you think. I'm going to change my pick as we both said Colts, but I'm going to go Broncos one more time. You you pulled you pulled the rug out from underneath me. You, I'm gonna I go Broncos I, again. Oh, I'm tired. I, I literally I literally tight like like for those like are, are all listening, thank you for listening by the way. Um I definitely like we have a table and I definitely like a race Colts cuz we def, we both said, well, you know, Colts, but like Jonathan Taylor is He's injured. I'm not trying to go too deep, but Jonathan Taylor got injured. He had that ankle injury, and I don't know. It's it's kind of funky with Matt Ryan right now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna see what uh, Russ can do with the Broncos again. So we'll see. I'm okay with that. We'll see with that one. Um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Jonathan Taylor was a big question mark with that one. Um, but yeah, maybe when we do these, we'll do them like we'll fill them in live. That way we can uh, like we just went, did with the uh, NFC playoff or like the playoff predictions, and then I'll make it a a little bit more competitive. I was ready to do a strategy because I already, I'm already one and know. I was just going to put the same exact thing as you for the rest of the season. And I would have ended one. Oh, you know, in 15 or whatever, however many game weeks are left. You're not going to win the same. You, I know you're going to have some opinions on some games, man. I know, but some of the ones that are inevitable, we'll keep rolling through. And we got giants mm-hmm. and Packers. 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 Uh, I mean, I think Saquon Barkley probably will go off, but I think ultimately the Packers will pull through. Watch us be wrong. Oh God! If yeah. so, look if the Giants get the Packers, I'm definitely going to be like playoffs for sure. That that's definitely me. Yeah, I mean it's one of those things too. Like we also have no consequences with these picks. We of have course. no reputation whatsoever. I mean, Nothing I have been hyping my I am hyping myself as an individual that guessed 11 of 15 games correctly. I did not get 15 of 15, or else I would have put that. You hear about that guy that put down like a ten dollar bet? And he got 14 of 14 right going into Monday Night Football. He had the Rams winning it. And if he would have cashed out, his $10 bet would have been like 23 grand. 
And if you oh, would have, yeah. if the Rams would have won on Monday night, it would have cashed out ten bucks. Would have gotten like seventy five grand. Mm. This mm-hmm. is why I can't gamble because I'm always thinking about like what <laughs> what if. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, c- continuing on with the next week's matchups, we got Steelers at Bills. 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 I mean, Bill, I that's Steelers. They, they, they're 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 starting Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett's about to lose some games. Period. I, we got it. They they got to be ready for it. Like we were ready for it. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's that's that's, the, that's what you're. That's the pill you're ready to swallow. But you got to do it to see what you got. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I'm also the person that said, you know, maybe sit them behind a veteran. But you know, that veteran is Mitchell Trubisky. They don't really have. That's not really much of a veteran. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, nothing I mean, against you, Mitch. But like, yeah, no. Yeah, and so continuing on, Chargers and Browns. Chargers. You said Chargers, but then they have that but, leaky defense. I'm not changing up this time, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with Chargers this feel time. Feel free to though as well. It, well, we could talk about it, and you know, we we doesn't have to be like it, depends, maybe it doesn't have to be. It just depends on what Jacoby uh, Brissett does for the Browns, and if they have that like serene run game going through the Chargers, it would work out. Mm-hmm. Let me think. I I will change it. I'm gonna go Browns on this one. Okay, I'll I'm go Browns, and we'll see what happens. I'll, I'm I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to say Chargers. These you next know. three that are coming up, I'm not changing though. Okay, for sure. Uh, we got Texans at Jaguars. Man, that's like two teams that Jaguars are on the up. Texans are not. Maybe Jaguars. Jaguars. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. We got Bears at Vikings. Vikings. I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson. Yeah, you okay. better I'm... learn your lesson on the Bears right now. <laughs> I like I like. I don't know what I was thinking. Dude. You know, like, like especially a divisional game at this point. Yeah, I don't know if it's a. That that's not like a Sunday night game or anything, right? Is that just like a uh, typical one so. o'clock or three o'clock? I think that's game? a one o'clock. Okay. Yeah, the way I have these ordered are in terms Vikings. of when they're played. So like, you know, I think the first game is the Thursday oh, okay. night game. Cool, cool, cool. Last cool. two are like Monday night, Thursday night. Okay. Or Sunday night, sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually so they're gonna good. do like two at some point they're gonna do like two prime So I I mean maybe I should have written down the time. That's it's all okay. good. It's all good. So we got we talked to Bears, Vikings, Lions at Patriots. Patriots. I am gonna change mine. Oh, you're going. You're doing it. Do it. I'm doing it. Do it. Since we're since we're doing it, I don't think Ooh. Mac Jones. I don't uh, that quarterback situation. Uh, I don't know. So I actually don't know what Equinemia, Sam Browns, and uh, DeAndre Swift's injury situation. is. You mean uh, Amon Armon? Oh, sorry, Amon Saint Brown. Amon Ross Saint Brown. Yeah, Equinemia is. Yeah. I feel I feel for Equinemia. He plays for the Bears, but um, maybe I one day they'll get on the same team. That'll be cool. Yeah, Amon Ra to Equinemius. But, um, it's okay. You got Lions. I got Patriots. We'll see what I'm not changing on this one because I feel like Bill, Be- but Bill Bedrick will outcoach the Lions, in my opinion. Yeah. The Lions, they've, they've, I want them to win more. I just, oh, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm just going to put Patriots this time. They, they, they try so hard. Mm-hmm. They got spirit. <laughs> um, let's go with the next one up. We got Seahawks at Saints. Obviously, we're, we're going Seahawks all the way. I'm not going to lie to you. You didn't see this then, but I did start with the Saints. Did you really? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Because you have to just think about what we've done with the Lions, and the Lions did not have all of their uh, weapons, and it was a 48-45 game. Yeah. You get Alvin Kamara and whoever is a quarterback throwing either to him or if Michael Thomas is back in, it could be a it could be a terrible game for us, but it, it could also be a winnable game. It's gonna be a tough game. I just know it's gonna be a tough game because if like they can I said, hold, it's an... if they can hold if the Saints can hold Tom Brady to three points for like a couple a couple of quarters, I don't know what's gonna happen with us, but we'll see. Um, 
like I said, I put Atlanta and, C- and Saints kind of at, as like team one and team A, like they're at the same tier. Mm-hmm. That game ended up being kind of close. It was one of those games that we should have won. So I'm going based off of that, that judgment on that one. Because I, I see Cordero Patterson there and Alvin Kamara. They kind of have the same kind of attributes in terms of or contributions to a team. You know, mm-hmm. they're very dual threat uh, type of players on receiving. And one rushing. of them was actually a wide receiver turned running back, though. Was that a Cordero? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you he know, he, uh, yeah, he was a wide he was, receiver. He was definitely a wide receiver. Back. And then he, he became like he was like the kickoff spe- or kick return specialist for a while, mm-hmm. too. Um, well, uh, I think I think that. If we both have Seahawks because we love our Seahawks, right? We, That's what we we're trying to do. Seahawks. We just want them to win. Yeah. I kind of, you know, can I tell you one thing that What's like up? I think is like my like my deepest desire-ish kind of thing is yeah. I want us to just part of me just wants us to like if we win the chip, like part of me is starting to think about that. You know what I mean? Like it's stupid. It's a very dumb fan thing to do to be like, oh, we we're two and two after four weeks. But mm-hmm. like part of me is like It'll not like in a like a naive kind of way. Part of me is just like in a like this is going to be hilarious if if this happens kind of thing. Like, I want to know what the media will be saying about that. We lost Russell Wilson and all that stuff, and then we Geno Smith came and got a Super Bowl. That's going to be a story for a while, and I think Pete Carroll will, will retire off of that for sure. Oh, for sure. But let's be um, real. I will That's... definitely be out if we won if we win the chip. I'm definitely ordering the snapback, the shirt, the sweatpants, the hoodie, like the works, and I will be decked <laughs> out in that for maybe like at least that first day after that game or something like that at my job, and I'll be, I'll have my camera on every single time. Yeah, it's a very. Uh, I mean, the odds are like you know winning the lottery, mm-hmm. but it, part of me is just like this. This would be hilarious. But yeah. anyway, going going uh going through the the rest of that list, we had dolphins at Jets. Um, I'm gonna say dolphins. I know if they like, don't have Tua in, what's gonna happen? But like the Jets with Zach Wilson ain't that great. Dolphins has a, dolphins at least have a solid defense, solid enough defense. If anything, that's my yeah. reasoning. Jets just they have a weird way of winning games. That's just that's what bugs me. They just come um, out with like a game we shouldn't have won. We won, but every game that we think we should win, we lose. Yeah, something like that. And what, what's the situation with like their quarterbacking thing? Like Zach Wilson, I thought was categorically awful, and they had Joe Flacco and Joe Flacco. He's won. been out for. He's been out with the injury though, so like it could be rust. But we'll see. I yeah. Mean, we'll see. Uh, what was his injury again? Wasn't it like he? It th- they thought he like tore his ACL or something like that. But it was like a, it just yeah, like a sprained knee, some type of like, some, in, like a, a leg injury of some kind. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, two is definitely not going to play. Whoever they put in there, I think they have enough weapons on offense to keep yep, that thing going. They do. Um, Falcons at Buccaneers. We differed on this one a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, we were talking like it is a divisional round game. Anything mm-hmm. can happen. I have Falcons. You got Bucks. Like, it's Tom Brady because Tom Brady and the Saints like Bucks and Saints I looked at the Bucks and Saints Saints did keep the Bucks down but then eventually Tom Brady found a way and then they clawed their way to like what a 19-3 victory mm-hmm. there was a lot of field goal kicks but they still got to at least get a touchdown I'm between Mariota and Tom Brady 
I mean, we're not comparing Ma- Mariota to Tom Brady, though. We're comparing the Bucks. To Mariota the is the QB for the Falcons, and Tom Brady is the QB for the Bucks. I say the Bucks. Now you're going okay. for that, like that surprise win, and that's not, there's nothing wrong with that. I will. Yeah, because actually, one. you know, I forgot that Cordell Cordero Patterson. He's out. I think he's out. Yeah, he, they put him on IR. I think right. IR. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's definitely out. The the he's rookie. Not gonna be the I think his name is Ty Algier. Or yeah, so Algiers or something like that. Al, yeah, it's it's just Al, Algier or Algier, but either way, he's the fifth round rookie. Is going to be the lead back and stuff. So that's what I'm saying. They they are they're missing. Vita, so I think Vita Vea is still injured for the Bucks, and that was that's a fine, big. But they still got Shaq Thompson. The rest of them. I don't think Shaq Thompson or Shaq, Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barish. Oh yeah, Shaq Barrett. Yeah, Shaq Thompson. I think is on the on the care. On the I, I definitely I. I flubbed the last name, but I know it's Shaq. They did put up a statistic during the Chiefs and Bucks game, and it's like when Vita Vea is in versus when Vita Vea is not in in terms of like rushing metrics, and it was like considerably like different. Like oh, yeah. Vita Vea, shout out Huskies. He's a he he is a game changer for that that front line for um for the Bucks because I think they primarily run like a four three right, but they just yeah. run like a base four three because that. Front D line. I mean, they had Indomitable so last year. Four three, or just like what we will call like a multiple ago. defense, where they can go three four as well, because they have the linebackers to do it. So mm-hmm. we'll see. But yeah. I, I'm still I'm sticking with Bucks on this one because just because they have the goat. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, there's no shame in that. I'm going for the feel good win. Mm-hmm. I'm going for the Rudy. Uh, Titans at Commanders. We both got Titans. Commanders are a shambles of a team, Unless man. Unless Carson Wentz just pulls out another win like he did that what, the first or second week where he was throwing to the rookie, Dotson and stuff, but still came with Titans on this one. Yeah, I think I'm going with uh, Derrick Henry. I think that's, that's, what I, that's what I'm going off of. King 49ers, King. At, 49ers at Panthers. 49ers. We both got 49ers. Come on, man. Like That's it, period. Like <laughs> Baker, Baker Mayfield has been statistically the worst quarterback, I think, in the league. He's got like mm-hmm. a quarterback rating of like 20, and he's going up against the team that's defense we both just hyped up to, to the max. Yeah. And so that, that one's a no-brainer. Eagles at Cardinals, I think. It's, this Eagles. is the Bird Bowl. I am on the Hurt train right now. The Hurts train? I, I say Hurt train because I'm hurt. hurting in fantasy right now, but also, you know, it hurts. It hurts. I don't know. Any kind Giga of hurts. Giga hurts. <laughs> yeah, whatever. But like, yeah, uh, Eagles. It's just gonna be Eagles, man. Like, yeah. uh, Cardinals. Cardinals can pull something out. It could be a shootout, even. I, I think you know what we've seen is that Cardinals will go behind and then they kind of unleash Kyler Murray. They say they, it. It feels like they've been they've been putting Kyler Murray like they've been uh, restraining him a little bit. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been running as much. And, you know, you see the metrics or the statistics that come up, you know, during live games where they'll say, like, when Kyler Murray runs 10 times versus when they don't run 10 times. Any game he doesn't run 10 times, or I think, you know, I'm using 10 as an arbitrary number. Mm-hmm. But um, anytime he doesn't run X amount of times, they're they're winless. I think they were, like, all defeats in one tie. And I think it was, like, you know, maybe, like, 10. It was, like, oh, 10 and 1 or something. Right? You basically like don't that. know what you're going to get out of the Cardinals week in, week out. Yeah, and so if if it if it turns into like the Eagles have a tendency of getting up big early, and if that's the case, and Cardinals are coming from behind, they're gonna unleash Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Can make things interesting. I could see us both being wrong on this one, but we just got to go with the Eagles, man. Yeah. So okay, what's we the got next one. Our next three. Let's get through those. Cowboys at Rams. Rams for me. Rams. Period. Yeah. I hate I don't, the Cowboys. Yeah. Fuck them boys. Uh, that's that. That's that's all that argument. Bengals at Ravens. I, we we differed on this one. I say hey, Ravens. 
I say Bengals. If you want your Bengals to be in the wild card, they got to get this win here. I, I think they're still trying to figure some things out. You know, they went out and they got all these like offensive line players and stuff like that. Um, or, you know, they tried to, you know, get get Joe Joey B his his bodyguards, the bodyguards that sacked him multiple, multiple times. But that Ravens defense, they'll get after Joey B. And I'm not saying that that's going to stop stop the Bengals from scoring. But Remember I think that's going to yeah. I'm gonna. I'm, I think it's gonna allow the Ravens to score more. Yeah, and then do remember it's a divisional game, so we we don't know where that's gonna go. Yeah, for sure. And the final you know, one: Raiders at Chiefs. Come on. Well, the Raiders have surprised the Chiefs in some. Buddy, buddy, you ain't got to play devil's advocate from this one. I'm not because I'm the Chiefs too. <laughs> Come on, buddy. You're better than that. <laughs> I know, especially after what the Chiefs did to the Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Unless I don't Raiders think they pull something out of their butts. I don't know. It, another divisional game. True. 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 I mean, true. they they could, and you know, we could be eating our we could be eating our words. Well, we'll both be no, wrong, and then it's going to be down to like maybe like the last few games where we actually differed. Yeah, and so it, it'll be interesting. I think I think the Chiefs. I think they're going to walk away with that one. I don't. I don't think the. Uh, I don't know if the Raiders can stop them offensive or like the the Chiefs offense. But watch, watch me have to eat my words. It's weird. But anyway, that wraps up. We don't know what up. we're doing. Remember, we don't know what we are doing. We're just calling these <laughs> out as is. Yeah, we're we're working on. We don't have a third person here that's just reading, feeding us statistics, and you know, next gen metrics brought to you by Amazon Prime. We're just we're just making it up based off of feel. Right. All right. That that wraps up all the week five games. Let's. Uh, I think that's I think that's all we had to talk about. Let's any last minute thoughts from you? Um, a few things and they're quick. So one, the 49ers uh backup offensive tackle Colton uh, McKivitz, who was backing up Trent Williams. You you remember Trent Williams, who you know suffered a, an injury. Uh, well, it turns out he suffered an MCL sprain. Um, uh, yesterday actually. So I, I believe during practice. So um. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. So yeah, um they have a left tackle weakness now. So That's that's something to keep an eye on for sure, buddy. Yeah. Um, well, uh, yeah, keep going. No, no, I know I was going to say I think any last one last minute thought for me. I saw some statistic and it said that the Lions have the most points scored in the NFL through 4 weeks and they are 1 in 3, which is like one of the most Lions statistics ever. Yeah. I that hurts though. It hurts, and that's one of those things where, hey, it's fun to look at, and I think that means that Lions, I think Lions are finding something. They just need to, I think they're kind of in the same boat as us. They're held back by their defense, but I just thought that was a funny metric. True. A um, couple more thoughts because they kind of link with each other. Uh, there was a tweet from, um, there was a tweet from like Omaha Productions saying that they were offering up their free agent Chad Powers as a potential replacement uh, for the Giants dealing with their QB <laughs> injuries right now, right? Um, which I did forget about actually. Chad Chad Powers, I've heard of him. He was uh he was that walk on at Penn State quarterback tryouts, right? Yeah, the man, yeah. the myth, the legend, right? Chad Powers. Chad Powers. We hope to see him. I mean, they have they've had a lot of good years with Ch- with uh, obviously Chad Powers is Eli Manning. They've had a <laughs> lot of good power years with Eli as their quarterback. They had a lot of bad years with Eli as their. It was the last just... couple years with Eli was really bad. Yeah, but those middling years between the Super Bowl was were also pretty bad. But it's not like this is an actual thing. But yeah. it's just fun. It's a fun thought experiment. Of course, and that's for me. That's all. That's the rest of what I got. So yeah, it's all for me as well. Let's uh, we can wrap up so we can say, um, 
well, thanks for joining us. We uh, we uh, hope to see you again next week. And that's all. For, uh, that's all from us here at Miss Reps Podcast. Yep. See y'all again next week. Peace.